0: This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lady Lois Lane, whose words are, look, it's a bird.
1: Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book
0: club. Uh, today uh, we are in Eddard six of A Game of Thrones. Uh, and in a world of Ice and Fire, we are discussing Ares, uh, Targaryen, second of his name, King of the Andals, the Rhoynar, the First Men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm.
1: it is so. known as the Mad King.
0: The Mad King himself, so we're there, we're finally there and We're But there. Uh, before we get started
1: Yeah, you know, we just, we're doing something different today
0: Yeah, because This is going to be a long podcast,
1: hope you guys are ready
0: Well, and really, there's something I want to set you guys up with I want you to think about something So, I think we've actually, I don't know if we mentioned it before But it kind of came up again today in our, on our research, you know, as we were looking through things uh, And the question is, how does Ned know where Liana was at? How does he know that, Sir Matt? How does he, when he, you know, Tywin has, uh, is in King's Landing, the Lannister banner is there, uh, Jamie's sitting on the Iron Throne, and after that, next thing we know, uh, he is taking, what, six men with him? Yeah. handful of men, uh, and going to track down Liana. Mm-hmm. So who tells him? Um, why doesn't Robert go with him? So if he gets that information, why doesn't Robert take his whole... You know, host and track down Liana. Yeah. Right. Well, we were looking at
1: maps. Yeah. For this, because uh, we're going to be talking about Gendry quite a bit today, because yep. that's who the Ned chapter will focus on. So we we started looking at who is Gendry's mom, who could Gendry's mom be, um, right. show and book. Yep. Um, more specifically, the book, obviously. But um, then it kind of led us down some other paths. We started talking about the Robert's Rebellion and things like that. And then we. We we're looking I was looking at the map and I was like, man, the first battle. Right. Well, technically you could say the first battle of Robert's Rebellion is um kind of over there in the Vale, just kind of where once John Aaron's drawing his banners. Yeah. But the real first battle is considered at Summerhall. And then they go from Summerhall to Ashford. Yeah. And the Tower of Joy is like right there. It's right next to it. And you can you'd have to think that, you know, obviously Robert wouldn't know. Otherwise Robert would send his entire army. That's Absolutely, he his. would just he yeah. would just say, "Nope, we're going here."
0: Right,
1: and then we think about it, and we're like, "Why didn't Robert send his entire army to go get Liana?
0: Yeah, he didn't know where she was. He didn't know where she was. So
1: right. how? So then we thought, well, how does Ned find figure it, Ned? Out. Yeah. So have, it out? Yeah. So we have yeah, so we have some theories. Um, possibly, Ashara yeah. Dane tells him. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so just. There's good question just, just
0: something to start the show off with you guys think about it. send us a raven for follow-up Friday uh, and you can send that to btkcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. so there's that we'll leave you with that and we'll actually dive back into it here in just a bit yeah um, but uh, time to jump into small council uh
1: yeah absolutely so um just news life news
0: not much just still busy yeah you know um I mean I mean back in the gym. Yeah, it's just good. Back we in got, the we gym. We got a trial coming up. We got a trial coming up, and it's time to hit the, you know, hit the iron. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've been doing that. And yeah, that's really just about it. It's just the grind. Yeah, I don't think so. our, I don't
1: think either of our uh, football clubs we picked are, are doing very well. Nope. Just fine. Um, you know, I, I did see it was like I think it was, it was Tottenham has some like Asian player who got like it's going nuts. Well, I think something there's something I don't know. I just saw I just saw some news posting about somehow he like skipped military service he had to do or something. Or, whoa, whoa! I yeah. don't know. Huh. Um, okay. I don't know. I just yeah you know, I I'd, I'm trying to get into it more. You know, it's hard
0: like, when your team's just getting uh, whooped around. It is, it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but I you know I I, I, I we'll, we'll, well well man you will you know yeah they'll finish
0: strong yeah okay all right but uh,
1: yeah and so obviously um uh, this is my week is make, it make the King's Road journey yeah. We so got a lot this, of recording to do this week. We do. We uh, Luckily, tomorrow is a holiday, so Ezra and I are going to record quite a few episodes ahead. Yeah. Um, but we should be next uh, follow up Friday, not yeah. this coming one, but the following one will be the first one we do. Yeah. Via the Weirwood Network. And uh, I I think it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. We'll yeah. figure it out. You know, just sure bear with goes. us
1: for like a week or two to kind of figure out the. Uh, we've done it before, we're just trying to figure out the best way. To yeah. do, it. we know we know how to do it. We just right. want to make sure it's as crisp and clean as that's right as possible. It's got to so. be good. So yeah, it does. Yeah. So
0: um, yeah. So that's good. So that'll be coming up. A lot of people have wished you well on it's your true. journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Hopefully, uh, you might encounter a few hedge nights along the way, and it's I true. encourage yeah. you to uh, you know take comfort by their
1: fire, share some mead, mm-hmm. meat. Yeah, we'll and be driving through. Let's see the kingdom of Nebraska. Yeah. Utah idaho and into into oregon mm. so you know yep yeah luckily there's a trail in, in oregon, <laughs> an oregon trail that's so, good yeah, so. yeah that's
0: good important yeah
1: um okay well i think that's uh, I- any show news we're uh, gonna talk about. yeah just um you know they there are a lot of interviewers and the press are asking a lot of people who have been in the show just their thoughts on the ending kind of get secrets whatever right um and uh finn jones i believe is his name He's the guy who plays Loras Tyrell, okay. um, who obviously wasn't in this last season. He was, They were just kind of asked on how he thinks the series is going to end. And he kind of went with a darker route. He's like, I think everyone's going to die. Wow. That's just it. That's just, you know. They're that, all dead. Yeah, a lot of people have like, oh, maybe this guy will sit there and throw or whatever. But a lot of people th- seem to think a lot of people are going to die. But he just says, I think everyone dies. What, is like that, in that, the that, Night that br- King
0: sits on the throne or something? Or no, no,
1: they all die. It's like big war. Everyone dies. Just done. Yeah, maybe it's because he's bitter because he dies on the show, you know, and like this great fashion where everyone does die. Yeah, King's Landing. so. All
0: right. Well, I hopefully that hopefully that doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, everyone else.
1: Everyone else. I've I've read, you know, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister, the guy, the woman who plays uh, Missandei all kind of say the same thing. It's bittersweet.
0: Yeah, they're all being coached to say bittersweet. And we don't know what that means. We don't know. So that's all right. All right. Well. Uh, we'll stay tuned. If you guys have more intel on that, uh, you want to send us something, even if it's kind of crazy, uh, you know, post it in the in the group. We got the Facebook uh, group going now, strong, uh, good stuff happening there. Send us a Raven too, and we'll we'll check it out. And uh, you know, the article, whatever you may have. So, yeah.
1: <clears throat> All right, here we go. Ready for this? Yes, this is big. Here we so. go. Aries the second. Ares Targaryen, the second of his name, was but 18 years of age when he ascended to the Iron Throne in 262 AC upon the death of his father Jaehaerys. After a little more than three years of rule, a handsome youth, Ares had fought gallantly in the Stepstones during the War of the Nine Penny Kings. Though not the most diligent of princes, nor the most intelligent, he had an un, uh, undeniable charm that won him many friends. He was also vain, proud, and, change- and changeable traits that made him easy prey for flatterers and lickspittles. But these flaws were not immediately apparent to most uh, at the time of his ascension. None even the wisest could have known that Ares II would in time be known as the Mad King, nor that his reign would ultimately put an end... Of to near three centuries of Targaryen rule in Westeros. Though even as Ares donned his crown in that fateful year of 262, a lusty, black-haired son named Robert had just been born to his cousin, Stefan Baratheon, and his lady wife at Storm's End. Whilst to the north at Winterfell, Lord Rickard Stark celebrated the birth of his own son, Brandon. Another Stark, Eddard, followed within a year. All three of these infants would in time fullness... Play crucial roles in the downfall of the dragons.
0: Yeah, a lot of foreshadowing going on there. A lot of uh, things to come, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about you know all of those players you know here soon in in uh, the rebellion uh, later on, and in, in this chapter. Um, yeah, with Gendry. But uh, yeah, so I actually th- I thought it was interesting that he is he fights gallantly right in yeah that, in that war of the ninepenny kings you know so he's he's involved in that. Um, which which is interesting. There's been like one or two people hint that po- he might have done something, you know, to his father Jahari's and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I really don't think he did. I think I his, don't know. I think he did. He might have, you know, but like I, I think his, his daughter his his father just dies and then he he takes over. But you know, maybe it is suspicious. It was three years and you know what have you. But uh, yeah, so. But anyway,s that madness, you know, we we call him the Mad King. None of that is uh, is is evident here. It's just that he's very much uh, seems like he's easily influenced, right? Um, but he's also good at making friends himself, too. Yeah. So he's just more of a like a manipulator type mm-hmm. of thing, you know. So. All right. What else we got on him?
1: Uh, yeah. And so it says uh, just something else here. Um, Aries II did not lack for ambition. Upon his coronation, he declared that it was his wish to be the greatest king in the history of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh yeah. Um, he wanted to be remembered as Ares the Wise, or maybe even Ares the Great. And um it says right here, uh kind of his his first thing, his father court had been made up largely of older, seasoned men, many of whom had also served during the reign of King Aegon the Fifth. Ares dismissed them all uh, and replaced them with lords of his own generation, most notably. Uh, he retired the aged and exceedingly cautious hand Edgar Sloan, And named in his place Sir Tywin Lannister The heir to Casterly Rock At 20 years of age Sir Tywin thus became the youngest hand In the history of the Seven Kingdoms Many masters to this day insist That his appointment was the wisest thing That Ares the Wise And it has air quotes there Ever did Yeah I, and then, it, then it starts to go into their kind of history And you know they grew up together Right They were mm-hmm. really good friends growing up yeah. And really they kind close. of and they remain good friends for Sometimes. quite a bit of time into Ares reign. Mm-hmm. And then it all kind of just it's kind of like it's kind of like it's its like it kind of just starts to be like straws and camel's backs. Right. Like mm-hmm. one straw, the next straw, you know, and then, it, then he snaps and then it's all downhill from there.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing that was kind of ironic, right, is that he replaces all of these old seasoned men, you know, with his own, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, people of his own age and different things, uh, you know, uh, new men, his his own men, and I, I think it was possibly because he wanted to, you know, uh, as, as you said, there one he's ambitious, wants to be the greatest, right? Uh, Aries the great, but it actually ends up uh, being sort of his downfall. Yeah, really, is um, it's it's sort of what poisons him in a sense because the the men that he appoint are greater and more mm-hmm. intelligent than he is, and and everything, and so. Um, that sort of, you know, starts to spoil uh, the the relationship that he has mm-hmm. with those people. Well, the so. thing about
1: this is that it's also interesting. That this is really, you could start to argue the the rule where the rule of Lannister comes in, mm-hmm. because yeah. really Tywin is about to. You know, a lot of people say that he's the one who rules during the rebellion, and then really Robert doesn't do much ruling himself. So you know, it's really kind of Cersei manipulating things and then yeah. after Robert dies right you now so
0: yeah the Lannisters have figured out how to rule the seven
1: kingdoms without actually sitting on the throne necessarily mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so yeah um so and uh Tywin let's see isn't it Tywin who actually knights yeah Ares? About,
0: yeah it talks about him getting his um his his spurs so when Prince Ares won his spurs at 6 and 10 it was uh, to Sir Tywin, he granted the, mm-hmm. um, the the honor of dubbing him a knight uh, in 261. Tywin Lannister had proved his prowess as a commander uh, when he put down an uprising uh, uh, by two of his father's most powerful vassals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it actually is Tywin who 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 knights him, and yeah, who knights who knights yeah. Ares, yeah, so that just shows their their closeness and their their friendship and uh, and what have you. So mm-hmm.
1: um, then, yeah, then it goes on to talk about. Um, aries aries love interests and how they kind of seem he t- kind of seems to get over people over people quickly uh says he was also full of grand schemes as well not long after his coronation his announcement and intent to conquer the stepstones and made them part of his realm for all time um in 264 he went to visit uh a visit to king's landing but lord rickard stark of winterfell awakened his interest in the north and he, he kind of gets a plan to um build a new wall hundreds of leagues north of the existing one and claim all the lands between which i actually find interesting and i'm surprised no one else has ever really thought about it thought about it
0: yeah it's probably pretty it's i mean as it says there in he has these ambitious schemes right you know um and he has these like okay cool idea but how do you pull it off
1: oh yeah that would be like Crazy.
0: Well, and he is kind of one of those guys, though, like, like like a big idea guy. Like, let's do this. We should do this. We should do that. And then you no know, follow. Through. Really, yeah, no follow through. You know? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I anyway. knew. Um, yeah, but but yeah. And then Taiwan seems to know how to just do the day to day, the minute attention to detail, uh, running the realm. I, I I bet if he were to hone in on one task like the wall, he could have possibly gotten some support. Uh, behind that, and he, and he probably could have accomplished it with yeah. Tywin's help
1: if he really pushed that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah they're right here in 270 AC, he has a, during a visit to Sunspear, he told the Princess of Dorne that he would make the, the Dornish deserts bloom by digging a great underground canal beneath the mountains to bring water from the Rainwood, which you know is sounds cool. Sounds, sounds cool. Like, sounds yeah, like none of, the, uh, none of these grandiose plans ever came to fruition. Most indeed were forgotten within a moon's turn. For Ares, again, seems to kind of grow bored. With things, but the Seven Kingdoms prospered greatly during the first decade of his reign. For it was the king's hand uh, was all that the king was not diligent, decisive, tireless, fiercely intelligent, just, and stern. The gods made and uh, shaped this man to rule. Grandmaster Pycelle wrote of Tywin Lannister in a letter to the Citadel after serving with him on the small council for two years and uh yeah so when there's their relationship starting yeah exactly tywin Tywin and uh so this is where it kind of starts to get into um what really is is kind of down the the downfall of aries relationship with tywin is that and we've talked about this before is the king kind of starts to get jealous and Taiwan will go in and kind of fix a problem, mm-hmm. and then the Mad King will kind of go back and change it, and yeah. then he'll come back and fix it to what Taiwan had it, and be like, "Well, now now it's fixed." Right? Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it exactly. Yeah. yeah, they they talk about um, they they talk about what town is it where he goes in and kind of changes like the taxes.
0: Um. Yeah.
1: Let's see. That's coming up here. It was. It or, should was we, some... or should we talk about Taiwan's? Uh, should we talk about Taiwan's wife first? Uh, well, we can't, but first just to set the, to, to lay the ground, the quote
0: that I like the most here from this is, from Old Town to the Wall, men begin to say that Ares might wear the crown, but it was Tywin Lannister who ruled the realm. Yeah. And that is sort of, if you look at one thing, you had to pull one, one quote out of this whole thing that kind of plagues mm-hmm. um, the Mad King. It's that people mm-hmm. saying that, that uh, from, you know, the wall to, you know, Old Town yeah. really kind of sticks.
1: Yeah. Right here. It was with Tywin them. Lannister who settled the crown's dispute with the bravosi. Um, though without making the titan kneel to the king's displeasure by repaying the monies lent to the II with gold from Castorly Rock, thereby taking upon the debts himself. Um, yeah, and then uh, Tywin won the uh, uh, approbation of many great lords by repealing what remained of the laws of Aegon V. Uh, had, he had he kind of curbs that. Um, Taiwan reduced tariffs and and taxes on shipping going in and out of the cities at King's Landing, Lannisport, and Old Town, winning support of many of the wealthy merchants. Tywin built new roads, repaired old ones, um, holds tournaments, mm-hmm. which even this, you know, the free everybody likes, and sternly punishes, uh, bakers found guilty of adding sawdust to their bread and butchers selling horse meat as beef. Uh, it is in these efforts that he was uh, greatly aided by Grandmaster Pycelle yeah. Um, who accounts of the reigns of Aries II gave us our best portrait of these times. So there you go. Sounds like
0: they're doing good things.
1: Yeah. So Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So so then again, though, it is interesting to know that the accounts that this book is telling us from are mostly from Grandmaster Pycelle's writings. Mm-hmm. So again, this is where it all comes down to perspective Port, yeah. and point of view. Is right. that theoretically, this stuff could be written. Maybe Aries wasn't doing some of these things
0: oh yeah for sure and I mean it seems also again this whole book is what written by Mr. Gildane you right know, but if he's pulling from uh what Mister Picel has said right you know then then that makes a lot of sense but the, like the other bit here though so Gildane or whoever it may be I don't know if it or, right what's, what's the other one Yandel yeah Yandel um also writes in here though that yet despite these accomplishments it was Taiwan was little loved and it's because yeah. of his You know, um, stern nature and, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, lack of humor and um, just didn't give ground a whole lot. So basically it was his way or the highway. You know, I mean, he kind of like this. And, you know, it's
1: interesting because is it um, is I think it's when John is when Stannis comes and John is Lord Commander and he meets with or when he's when he's meeting when he's meeting with Stannis. Right. Mm -hmm. He's remembering what his father had told him of Lord Stannis. And he's like he is he is. um firm but fair right whereas the difference is like stannis is not someone well he kind of is because he uses like blood magic to kill his brother and stuff like that but it seems like he's still pretty honorable um and he's not doing these like you know scheming like oh let's poison people like the stuff that tywin does right yeah like tywin is like power at all costs yeah whereas stannis is more Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah, there's I'm, more honor. There I mean, is. There is still. There is still. He's a code. It seems like he lives by, right? Um, yeah, for sure. Because a lot of these things do benefit Castley Rock, don't they? Right. You know, this some of the stuff that benefits the crown, but then when he takes over that debt, the crown now is indebted to Castley Rock. You know, yeah. so there
1: he's in a position of power now. Yep. You know, and so you kind of owe me, and look at all the things that I've done to help. And, and it just starts here because we know by the time that when Lord Eddard stows up to the council and he's like, "Wait, you're telling me that the." were in, you know, debt, three million in debt to Casterly Rock, pretty much. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So Tywin is a little loved. Um and Talks about his
0: family a bit, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Lord Titus Lannister, mm-hmm. um, his father, right? And then his uh he despised his father, um, the weak willed, fat and ineffectual uh Lord Titus Lannister. Mm-hmm. His relationship with his brothers um were also notoriously stormy. Mm-hmm. He showed more regard for his brother Kevin, who we we uh, yeah. run into Kevin uh, quite a bit in the series, and held him as like a close confidant uh, and, uh, and a constant companion since childhood. But um, so really, kind of a rocky. Seems like Kevin might have been uh, he might have been close to him, and then uh, his sister. Um, I don't know how to say her name, G- Genna.
1: Genna. I yeah. I don't really know much of her. After, no. After not, this.
0: Yeah, his sister Genna uh, was also possibly. He might have been close with, um, yeah. but yet even in those cases, Tywin uh, Lannister appeared more dutiful than affectionate, so yeah. even with those two siblings.
1: Yeah, so then in, in 263, uh, after a year as the king's hand, he marries Joanna Lannister, who is his cousin. Um, who comes she comes to King's Landing in two fifty nine AC for the coronation of King Jaehaerys, and then she remained there for a while as a princess and, or as a lady in waiting mm-hmm. uh, to Princess Rhaella, who later becomes queen. She marries right. she marries Ares. Um and says the bride and groom, which is Tywin and uh Joanna had known each other since they were children. They kinda grew up together at Casterly Rock. Um, and it says, I mean, he really, it seems like loves her, like actually right, yeah. loves her, which mm-hmm. is so rare because we just don't see it right from him. But maybe he is less kind of stern with, before she dies, and maybe it's after she dies is when he really is just like... Yeah,
0: it seems like there's there's elements of him being like super stern, but then, uh you know, yeah, he, he definitely um, lets his guard down with at least Lady Joanna. Yeah. Um, so
1: which is yeah and so obviously we, we know that she ends up dying in childbirth giving birth to Tyrion, and that's really where he i think he yeah again same p- thing i mean maybe maybe that maybe that's kind of what both happens is is you know it's Ares, we'll get to it he gets kidnapped and that's really where he kind of like snaps and then tywin same kind of thing where he, mm-hmm. he has a dramatic shift um but so uh, sadly the marriage between Ares and his sister Ayla was not as happy um, though she turns a blind eye to most of the king's infidelities, the queen did not approve of his turning uh, my ladies into his whores. Joanna Lannister was not the first lady to be dismissed abruptly from her king's service, nor was she the last. Uh, Relations between the king and queen grew even more strained when Rhaella proved unable to give him any further children. Now she, he had remember he had um, Rhaegar was born mm-hmm. at at Summerhall. Yeah. So she was already she already had one. One kid, she has, she has a handful of miscarriages, a stillborn right. daughter, um, and then she has a Prince Darren who dies like almost after half a year, right. and then another stillbirth in 270. I mean, she actually is like – she spends like – it's like 12, 13 years like pregnant. Yeah, yep. Like just having miscarriages and like a, a handful of kids that just are born and immediately die. Um And then um kind of – shift around here the way this book is written sometimes it has like these like segmented um, other things from like another maester's perspective here so um, it talks a little bit about the rumor of Joanna yeah because she was abruptly dismissed yes yeah so Joanna Lannister is abruptly dismissed and this is where it goes we we talked quite a bit about did he take liberties Mm -hmm. um, during the bedding ceremony
0: right so it says uh, rumors that Joanna Lannister gave up her maiden her maidenhead to Prince Ares, the night of his uh, father's coronation, and enjoyed a brief um, uh, reign as his paramour after he ascended the Iron Throne, uh, can safely be discounted, as Pycelle insisted in his letters. Tywin Lannister uh, would scarce have taken his cousin to wife if that had been true, for he... Um, was ever a proud man and not one accustomed to feasting upon another man's leavings. Mm-hmm. So Pycelle's trying to put that to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been reliably reported, however, that King Ares took, um, you know, uh, unwanted liberties with Lady Joanna's uh, person during her bedding uh, ceremony to Tywin's displeasure. Uh, not long thereafter, Queen Rhaella dismissed Joanna Lannister from her service no reason for this was ever given, but Lady Joanna departed at once from Castle Rock and seldom visited King's Landing thereafter. And so that goes back to what I know you're gonna
1: say is the twins, right? So yeah. to me, the like the the I I used to be a big kind of Tyrion is a Targaryen believer, but I think I think I've really come come off that quite a bit just because it just it seems there's really like when you start looking at the timelines and when things are happening, it seems almost like there's just no way it would have happened because if he took liberties on the bedding night then that there's that would make the twins that make jamie and cersei more of his children than it would make Tyrion, because Tyrion comes after well, yeah and you,
0: and, and you look at the the incestual nature right, right? and you, the, if you want to put like a characteristic character find a similar characteristic between the
1: uh lannisters and targaryens it's like that's where it right. crops up you know right and cersei seems much more like the mad king especially in like the show right yeah, mad where queen she's like now, she? mad queen in, in yeah. the show then tywin mm-hmm. and Jamie seems kind of less like you know not he doesn't really seem super like his father he kind of does his own thing if you really want to look at it, it, it think of um think of the difference between some we sometimes have between targaryens when they're born very close right like mm-hmm. think about aenys and Magor. Right. His yeah. one is very bookish and kind of, not that Jamie is bookish, but just right. Jamie's, you Different. know, he's, 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 he's not a grand, huge schemer like Tywin and like mad mm-hmm. of power. He just wants to, he wants to love his sister and, yeah. and you know, like he's in a way he's kind of more similar to Robert than he is to his own dad, you know, just yeah. kind of, he just kind of wants to do his own thing and, that, and that's fine. Whereas Cersei wants absolute power. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah. just interesting. So I think there's a, we don't know. We'd have to look at the timeline to specifically confirm that. But um, to me, that right there, this thing where she, if she's seldomly visiting King's Landing, how when would the when would the cert the Joanna and Mad King thing happen? Right to yeah. make Tyrion. Right. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So then it goes back into after her. After at first his grace comforted Rhaella in her grief, but over time his. Compassion turns into suspicion. Yeah, concerning the the stillborns, right? All mm-hmm. those stillborns. Yeah. By 270 AC, he has decided that the queen was being unfaithful to him, and he has said, uh, "The gods will not suffer a bastard to sit the Iron Throne." Which, of course, is mm-hmm. really interesting. Maybe they're, you know, I don't know, because mm-hmm. I think there's yep. already been some bastards sitting on the Iron Throne. Yeah, there may be, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go, see, yeah. go see. Go see. Uh, Darren Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. But um, thereafter, he 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 doesn't allow the queen to leave uh, the confines of Mager's holdfast and and decreed that two septas would henceforth share her bed every night to see that she remains true to her vows. So this is really where he starts to lose it. It's he does start to lose it. (laughs) And do you think it's because of kind of the different paths that he and Tywin go on?
0: Um,
1: you know, they're, like they're friends, and then this friend, their friends, growing up, and that ultimately kind of turns into a rivalry.
0: Uh, possibly, yeah, because there's already already the, the, we've already mentioned the whisperings that are going on, and people are already starting to say things about, you know. Um, now my thinking is it kind of the way this jumps around is like some of this stuff happens before he becomes king, right? Just the way the book tells, yeah, it, just yeah. the way it, it it tells it. So I don't really. No, I just think he's, a, he's he has a suspicious nature in general, yeah. you know? Um, no one ever thinks that it's their issue. I mean, like, Aegon the V actually warned the Targaryens about this, that, you know, the seed could become not so strong, yeah. you know, if we keep up with the incestual, you know, uh, situation. Sometimes you got to go through and purify things a little bit yeah. or whatever, you know, shake it up. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think this is sort of the result of of that, really. It's mm-hmm. difficult for them to have children.
1: Yeah. So um and then here we go uh what what tywin lannister made of this uh is not recorded but in 266 at Cashley rock lady joanna gives pair um birth to a pair of twins mm-hmm. um but see so that's before right see, here it says says 270s when he gets suspicious but 266 at casually rock is where she had given birth to twins um and the birth only exasperated the tension between aries the second and his hand i and he says i appeared to have married the wrong woman
0: yeah right so he's, he's
1: already upset about that and then in two 270 is where he decides she's being unfaithful mm-hmm. see but the way it's told because it's just like, you're right said, like you said like you said yeah this book does sometimes it kind of jumps back and forth in timelines mm-hmm. and so you kind of have to okay stagger things and look at just look at look at it
0: right yeah cuz he was crowned on it was in 262. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so by 270 we've got Yeah.
0: this drama. Yeah, and so in
1: 267, which is still before he's freaking out about his wife, is when Lord Titos Lannister dies at the age of 6 and 40. Um it says his heart burst while he was climbing a he was climbing a step toward, hmm. in his in his bed chambers. Um, with his passing, Sir Tywin Lannister becomes Lord of Casterly Rock, Warden to the West. Um it says he returns to the west to attend his father's funeral and set the westerlands in order king Ares decided to accompany him so that's in 267 um those grays left behind left the queen behind in king's landing um he took the eight he took his eight-year-old son Rhaegar, prince of dragonstone and more than half the court for the better part of next year the seven kingdoms was ruled from lannisport and Castle rock where both the king and his hand were in residence
0: huh that's interesting
1: yeah, so that would have to be we would have to look when Tyrion was born, because uh, I guess that would probably be the only time it could have happened, right?
0: Well, let's see, so if the
1: if the if you wanna if you wanna if you do wanna look at that Tyrion, let me pull it up. Let me as it.
0: as to when he's when he's there. Yeah, just look up when he's when he's born, um, because yeah, in two sixty six, as you said, um, two sixty six A C is when Lady Joanna gave birth to those twins, uh, Jamie and Cersei um and then he's yeah. born in 273 so that's yeah no because they're they're back they're back in king's landing by 268 yeah so that would not have but no, it doesn't mean that you couldn't come back again later but it's um right we'll, we'll keep going and kind of kind of see what other dates we have um
1: right okay um let's see here yeah so the court made the king's landing at 268 and governance resumed as before mm-hmm. but it was uh Plain to all to see, it was plain to all to see that the friendship between the king and his hand was fraying. Where previously Ares had sided with Tywin on most matters, now they kind of disa they they disagree here a little bit.
0: Right. This is this is where as you, as you said, there that we start to get into these um things where Lord Tywin goes in and uh, is is settling these disputes between mm-hmm. you know like you got House Blackwood, House Bracken. He's also doing things with taxes. Um, his Grace comes in and overrules him. Um and sort of like just un- undoes what the hand does. You know, he's mm-hmm. going around kind of contradicting his own hand, uh, which is which is weird. He's just trying to reassert himself, I think, you know. Yeah. So
1: um and then and as it says around two seventy, um, he starts to dismiss any westerman in his in his council. hmm Yeah. And just uh even and he didn't like, trust him. He starts no. to get real suspicious. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so he just, just disregard anything that Tywin is saying. Um, he kind of refers to them as the hands man. Uh, in their places, King Ares appointed men of his own favor, but the king's favor had become a chancy thing. His mistrust, easy to awaken. Uh, even the hand's own kin were not exempt from uh, royal displeasure. When Lord Tywin wished to name his brother, Sir Tygett Lannister, as the Red Keep's master at arms, Sir Ares gave the post to Sir Willem Derry instead. hmm Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the, about this time is when King Ares has kind of, it says he becomes aware that the widespread belief that he himself was but a hollow figurehead and Tywin was the true master of the Seven Kingdoms. Um, right, and he's upset he wants to kind of do something to to correct that.
0: And um, I guess the, every, like, so this is kind of neat. You get some in, insight into when you have tourneys. I mean, King can make a tourney whenever he wants, but they, yeah. they kind of come up with the... Uh, the, the Great, great Anniversary.
1: anniversary
0: yeah. yeah of, of 272 72. AC. Yeah. And that's which, his
1: 10th year, right? Yep, yeah, his 10th year. His 10th year upon the, upon the throne, Joanna Lannister brought her six-year-old twins, Jamie and Cersei, from Castle Rock to present before the court. The king uh, asked her if giving suck to them had ruined your breasts, which were so high and proud. The question greatly amused Lord Tywin's rivals, who were always pleased to see the hand um, slighted and you know, and it just humiliates Joanna, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so then Tywin attempts to return his chain of off um Yeah, he gives up the. Uh, yeah, he, he tries to leave. Yeah, he he tries to leave, but the hand. king refuses his resignation.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean. Phew. Who can give it to you? Like things have been running so smoothly, and like you're trying to now take credit. Really, the king is his worst own his his, his worst enemy. He is Absolutely. trying to undo all these all these good things. Um, and again, we're getting just this perspective. There might be obviously. It sounds like there are other high lords who aren't getting all the benefits of mm-hmm. what uh, you know, Lord Tywin's you know um, mm-hmm. laws and rulings and things like that. But
1: yeah, and basically, what this does is um, it just. He could he, it says he could dismiss Tywin at any time, but instead he kind of wants to keep him close, uh, laboring on his behalf, um, even though he begins to undermine him. Kind of this is where this is where Tywin starts to undermine the king. Um, and it says, you know, people are he's just kind of making fun of Tywin whenever he gets a chance. And mm-hmm. Tywin is suffer just suffers in silence. Yeah, because he knows he's just plotting. I think he's beginning to kind of plot and say, OK, I think this is about the time that I get out. Right. Um, so, in 273, as we said, Tyrion comes, and uh, you know, it says this is just interesting about Tyrion. Uh, the babe was named was a malformed, dwarfish babe born with stunted legs and oversized head and mismatched demonic eyes. Some reports also suggested he had a tail, which was looped off at his lord father's command. Mm -hmm. Lord Tywin's doom. The small folk called it this ill-made creature and Lord Tywin's bane. Upon hearing of his birth, King Ares infamously said, the gods cannot abide such arrogance. They have placed a fair flower from his hand and given him a monster in her place to teach him some humility at last. Uh, Yeah, so just Right. I know.
0: Yeah, so I mean, but when you read this, so there's really no, I mean, in in 272, two, he's at the tourney, he's insulting her, you mm-hmm. know, and it doesn't sound like there was anything, it sounds like it was like, if there anything happened,
1: it was like years before,
0: right, where, yeah, you know, that would have
1: to be it, it would have to be at that tourney for it to be,
0: right, and it sounds like, yeah, she was humiliated and things, and, and Tywin's super, susp- they're not, nothing's gonna happen there, unless, yeah. you know, a fight's gonna break out, you know, war, etc., um, so, uh, right. I just don't see it happening, but, unless unless he did it in secret, and, and silently yeah. pressed himself on her, or something crazy, but, yeah, you know that that I don't know, so
1: yeah. So and so Tywin uh, stays on as Hand of the King, still dealing is dealing with the, the Seven Kingdoms. Um, the king grew. He's this is the king is really starting to grow more erratic and violent uh, mm-hmm. and suspicious. It says, Ares began to surround himself with informers, uh, paying handsome rewards to men for of dubious repute for whispers, lies, and treasons. And this is where he uh, this is where he brings over Varys. Right, he brings up a Varys. Um real, real, a quick little note: uh, Sir Ilan Payne is
0: actually close with the Lannisters, and that's mm-hmm. that's something to remember. And actually, uh, is like mocking the king. Gets his cu- that's when he gets right. his tongue cut out. Yeah. So just an interesting. Yeah, with red
1: hot, red hot, p- yeah, pincers. Yeah, yeah. So just it's a neat
0: connection back to the series. Um, yeah. So you know who you know who Ilan Payne is is uh, in in league with. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, then he, he brings on Varys and and he starts to kind of um, suspect everybody. He wanted he had heard rumor of this master of Whisperers type mm-hmm. of thing, and so he, he decides yeah and to then bring him uh,
1: over. yeah two seventy four the queen also has Queen Rhaella gives birth to another son, uh, gonna call him Prince Jaehaerys, and it says this is like the queen. Oh, it seems to restore himself to his old his old self. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Prince Jaheris dies a year later, and then Ares goes back into, into despair. despair. I mean, he honestly has, like, a rough road
0: there, he too. He does. Like, all, all those kids are being born and dying and stuff. It's like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, this is, like, like... like, Because after the tragedy of Summerhall, I don't know if we mentioned it, but, like, that really cut down the Targaryens. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of them that, like, died in, in that yeah. tragedy. And so he's trying
1: to re- repopulate them bring, them, bring them back, you yeah, know? Yeah, because his dad... I mean, his dad dies, you know, like, just, just before him. Right. And so then he's... He's re- well. It's really like him and his just a couple branches. Is what it says after summer hall. Just a of really the tree just left. him and his sister, right? As, who yeah. Is his wife? I think.
0: Yeah, th- there, I mean, there might be more that if you go back and look at who was coming down, right, off of the other that they weren't in the lo- royal line, but there were there were other yeah uh, targets. It doesn't really tell us
1: who or or what, um, right, or, or when, etc. But yeah, and so um, so anyway, so so after 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 this prince Jaehaerys, that's a baby that dies. Um, this, this is when this is when uh, King Ares, I think again, this is like that next step in descent in, in, into madness. Uh, says he f- he fasts for a fortnight and makes a walk of repentance across the city to the great sept, which just causes mm-hmm. me to think of Cersei, yeah. Um, to pray with the high septum on his return, he announced that he would sleep only with his lawful wife reala um if the chronicles can can be believed harry's remain true to his vow losing all interest in the charms women from that day in 275 AC. dang that's
0: crazy right i mean that's so then, clearly
1: he must be sleeping with other
0: women yeah but, but yeah before that point yeah right. um and so the the gods are frowning upon him essentially right. because he's doing they don't they, they i mean he didn't it wasn't as many as like Aegon, you know or the, robert the, or the, the unworthy you know right. but uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot, and so he repents here, and then he's actually rewarded the next year mm-hmm. with Viserys. Yeah, so which is which is neat. So he gets a he gets a son that's going to live, you know, and it's yeah, robust.
1: For, yeah, you know, and then he gets he gets he gets a crown later. So uh, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, the birth of Prince Viserys makes him kind of uh, says although it doesn't when he's born though it just says it makes him uh, more fearful and obsessive because he's like super nervous that. Something yeah. bad is He'll gonna to ha- his, is happen children. to his son, and so he has like yeah. Kingsguard constantly protecting him, and he has like food testers, right? Um, and so, um, yeah, it says that he wants he wants like food testers to suckle on like his wet nurses to make sure that there's not that she didn't smear poison on their nipples, and mm-hmm. she's like super weird and right and stuff like that. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, now, they say something interesting here that, that Lord Tywin, actually, in celebration of Viserys' birth, tried to make a good uh, gesture here and mm-hmm. actually to, to reconcile things and holds a, a tourney. Right, um, in which, Viserys' name. Right, in, in Viserys' name. And King, uh, King Aerys uh, at first refused to attend, then relented, but the queen and her newborn uh, son were kept under uh, confinement back at King's Landing. Yeah. Um, there seated on his throne amongst hundreds of nobles and the shadow of Castle Rock, the king cheered lustily at his as his son, Prince Rhaegar, newly knighted, unhorsed, um, you know, both of uh, is, is it is it Tiget
1: and and yeah, and and Garin and Lannister. It,
0: those are Tywin's brothers
1: and even overcame Sir Barristan Selmy before yep. falling in the champion's tilt to the renowned Kingsguard, Sir Arthur Dane, the sword of the morning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's the first time we hear of uh, Sir Arthur Dane. Um, perhaps seeking to gain advantage of his grace's high spirits, Lord Tywin chose that very uh, night to suggest that it would pass times for the king's heir, uh, wed and produce his heir of his own, and this is where he proposes Cersei uh, to marry to marry Rhaegar. Yeah. Um, and wow, if only he'd done that. Yeah, you mean if he
0: would have just <laughs> taken taken that right then and there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was really, I mean, he's still, like, although it's a good gesture, I mean, and he's trying to reconcile things, all he can hear in the back of his mind is people saying that, the—that no, the the he wants to separate himself from Tywin. Yep. He's really trying to show the realm that he's the king, you know? Mm-hmm. And so all he sees in this is, like, another way for Tywin to, you know, um, bolster his own yeah. power and
1: his reach and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he vetoes that. Yeah, and so uh, said he does. He does what he. Nor did his It says uh, he calls him like he reminds Lord Tywin that he is a good and valuable servant, yet a servant nonetheless. Mm-hmm. He also does not agree to appoint uh, Jaime as a squire to Prince Rhaegar, mm-hmm. um, and later he screws. I you could argue screws Jaime over, and more so Tywin over big time. Yeah. Um, and so it says around this time, it was pretty plain to see in our 277 that he was Ares is really starting to slip into madness. And this is where I, the, the final break happens. You have the defiance of Duskendale. Uh, the Harbin town of Duskendale had been a seat of kings of old in the days of a hundred kingdoms. Uh, once the most important on the Blackwater Bay, the town had seen its trade dwindle and its wealth shrink as King's Landing grew. And uh, Bert- and what is that word? Yeah. I don't know where you're at. I don't know. Anyway, just as as it grows. Uh, a decline uh that its young lord Dennis uh Darklin wished to halt. Many uh have long debated why Lord Darklin chose to do what he did, but most agree that his mere wife, uh Lady Serella Sarala, Sor- uh played she plays she plays a part. And uh basically they um they just dis- they uh they kidnap ultimately the king Mm-hmm. <laughs> is 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 you know the, ultimately what happens is it, is it starts out with just kind of like a, a defiance of, of the kingdom, right. and then uh, they just you know they they kidnap him, and then it's actually uh, well, it's
0: crazy because the the because the Mad King actually refuses the the advice of Tywin, mm-hmm. and he actually doesn't it say that he um, he traveled to Duskendale with a small escort um, led by uh, mm-hmm. Gwayne Gaunt of the Kingsguard. Uh, the invitation proved to be a trap, however, and one of the Targaryen, uh, and and one that the, the Targaryen king walked into blindly. Mm-hmm. He seized with his escort and so on. So like he was actually warned not to go there. I yeah, mean,
1: Tywin's still trying to like this is not a good idea. Yeah, it's never a good idea for the king to just go into like a hostile, great, it's, a- it's literally
0: doesn't. It, it's, I don't know. You think if he's super suspicious and, and everything, yeah, it's it like, weird. I actually think there were people that you know once he starts to kind of push um maybe we'll get more of this someday but like once he pushes taiwan and, and taiwan's men and the westermen out it's like he surrounds himself with these other people who take advantage yeah of I the mad so. king and so i yeah. think they actually might have pushed him this is me again speculating that's possible yeah. own, but i just think they want to send him in there to get him yeah.
1: get captured so and, yeah it's, uh, it's, yeah pysel says that uh he he wants to that he wants to settle this himself right mm-hmm. and so he goes and he basically gets he basically gets captured and then you know they're put obviously then put in this like ridiculous situation yeah um, and they're they're basically saying like if you come in here we're going to kill him but i don't know what their plan is i just right. don't think they ever expected it i think i think you know
0: I- yeah what happened there that caused them to <laughs> seize him and like actually you know capture him you know right yeah is um-
1: yeah, it just doesn't make sense. So, yeah, and so, you know, then it's like like Tywin and these other people are kind of like in shock. It says, you know, there there are people who're saying if you do like a sudden assault to kind of free the town and punish these rebels, um then they're going to they're just going to kill they're going to kill the king. Um taking a storm would be no easy task. Uh Lord Tywin sends out uh riders and ravens. He's starting to build up this force, and Lord Dennis uh Darklyn says anybody who Tries to come in here, and, th- and that town is kind of like a fortress, the way it's built. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, saying anybody who does it, you know, we're gonna we're gonna kill him. But it is interesting because obviously Rhaegar is young, and you know, he at this point, we, what we know about Rhaegar is that he's bookish. But obviously, you would have to think there are people. Who, he's old enough to be king. I mean, well, he is, or at least have a regent for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think he's over. I think he's he eighteen. Has, or- he still has his mom. Yeah, yeah, I think he's eighteen or seventeen right now, and uh, yeah, 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 he would yeah, be. Yep. Yeah, and so it's
1: like you would yeah. have to you would have to think that there would be people at this point that are like, cool, cool. Yeah, go for it. We have got yeah. Rhaegar. You know, you wouldn't like, need Robert's Rebellion. You wouldn't need any of that yeah. stuff, right? Because like yeah.
0: the other royal family, he took to some of his council members with him and some of his Kingsguard, yeah,
1: which are slayed. They're killed there, right? Trying to, to defend the king, but. Um, and, and you would have to think that um, we don't get this, but the end, because later Rhaegar's plan is to overthrow his dad. Oh, uh, yeah. But when we get, when we, once we get to the tourney at Hall and, and stuff like that. And so you would have to think at this point, Rhaegar is, you know, now we're totally off off the World of Acts and Fire book, um, just tinfoil hatting it here. But it, the way I think about it is, you know, at this point, Rhaegar is already, he's already picked up the sword mm-hmm. yep. and potentially started really realizing this. You know, three heads of the dragon kind of thing. Whether that does relate to Azora High or not, we at least know that Rhaegar is all about the three heads of the dragon, that kind of prophecy, whether it does tie into Azora High or not. Right. Um so, you know, he's gotta be thinking about going that. So he right. doesn't he at least doesn't think he needs to be king. So what is it later that is it just when the Mad King burns, you know, Brandon Stark is when he's like, All right, we gotta uh, yeah, well, no, because Attorney Harrenhal happens before that, right? Yeah, yeah. So before that.
0: yeah, so so. Anywho, um, but but now back to this. They actually so Tywin. I mean, again, showing you know his just that he's trying to do its best for the realm. Yeah. Uh, shows up, surrounds. Uh, you know, um, uh, Duskendale, Duskendale, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and they're in there. I think they're they believe. The Lord of Duskendale believes that he can he can outwait. He'll get better terms because basically Tywin tells him surrender, complete surrender. Yep. You know, uh, put it into this, etc. Um, otherwise, I'm going to come in there and kill every single one of you. Well, you'd
1: have to know if that you surrendered, you're dead either, uh, too. Well, it
0: sounds like his terms were though. If you surrender completely and everything, that you would be spared. Yeah. Although you're in the back of your mind, you're thinking, no, oh, we're dead. Yeah, you know like, I mean? but, yeah, like, like it's it's maybe they'll spare. Some you're people. in a no-win situation.
1: I mean, I don't even think you could take the black like uh, but my
0: question who, who in there also what is to what is Ares
1: gonna do Aries you know if Ares, oh exactly yeah, once like, Ares
0: becomes back in like gets back in power
1: he's gonna want to kill every
0: single one of those guys yeah you're you're, you're right about you're, that yeah your right. only
1: your only hope is to be like I want like we want like safe passage to Essos like right like, at this point you're screwed like
0: right right exactly um so yeah so anyways um so yeah, Tywin's kind of refusing um, to give them any different terms, etc. Um, he refused again. Lord Tywin promised he would take down the town by storm and put every man, woman, and child, um, you know, within to the sword. And uh, they say that uh, he sent his bard to deliver <laughs> yeah, the ultimate yeah. command and uh, and commanded him to sing the reigns of Castamere, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for Lord uh, for Lord Denys and
1: uh, yeah. So and that was yeah. Yeah, and, and right funny. and right here though, is uh there's people are saying most of the small council thought that uh you're gonna kill the king. And uh Tywin says, you know, he may or may not die. But uh if he does, we have a better king right here, where he raised a hand to Rhaegar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So scholars have debated ever since what was Lord Tywin's intent. Uh does does he do it to see if he would back down? You know, a uh, Duskand Desc- you know. Well, a couple things can
0: come out of this, right? Because if Taiwan um, does back down and stuff like that, then his reputation also. So it's he's he's win-win right. here, right? Here, so oh, he's in, he's the, there. He's, he is in a no-lose situation. Exactly. So he either gets this guy who's just been insulting him and his wife and stuff like that killed, uh, right. and gets to place a new, you know, respectable young man on the throne, and possibly right. still be hand of the king and right. still kind of do his thing. Um, and also, if it doesn't work out that way, then he. Showed the realm that he is not going to balk. You know, right, he is going to
1: basically, right, you know, fall through and even on his right, and and even 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 if it goes totally south and they and they do kill him, he's in this situation where it's like, well, like, what do you want? What like what else, what else could we have done? Like, it's this mm-hmm. has been going yeah. on for like months, right? So he's right. in there for like six months. So yeah. But then uh, what happens here, uh, none will ever know for certain thanks to the courage of Sir Barristan Selmy of the King's Kingsguard. Uh, Sir Barristan offered to enter the town in secret, find his way to the Dunfort, and uh, spirit the king to safety. Selmy had been known as Barristan the Bold since his youth, but his boldness—but uh, this was a boldness that Tywin Lannister felt bordered on madness. Mm-hmm. Yet such uh, was his respect for the prowess and courage of Sir Barristan that he gave him a day to attempt his plan before storming Duskendale we've been talking yeah. about we've been talking about the feats of Sir Barristan Selmy right um leading up to this i remember he beat sir duncan the tall he slew uh manes or uh what night? uh yeah the, uh, the, the monstrous, blackfire, monstrous yeah. malies blackfire yeah yeah so um and then he ends up doing it Barrison totally right, he gets him out totally succeeds
0: 100% 100% yeah and uh really what's interesting is after this like they don't even realize Takes him some time to realize that Ares has actually been out of the dungeon. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, and it goes on to say that not only did he uh, fight. So after after he gets him out and he gets him to uh, to, to safety, um, he. Let's see. Wait. Uh, and then the true uh, breath of Sir Beriston's heroism was revealed, for he stood and fought rather than surrender himself yeah. or the king. So. Um, is he, is he caught there for a second? What happens there? Yeah, I mean, they,
1: they they kinda they kinda, they kinda the, the king's absence has, has been noted. okay uh, and, and a cry goes up. So Baris is fighting like a bunch of people. Right. Because he's, he's yeah. a boss. He's yeah, a, a boss. Mean, yeah. He's a boss, yeah. yeah like, he's, he's just he's, like he's like, okay. I mean
0: He takes out Lord Darkland's uh, uh, good brother and, and master at arms, which is a pretty big deal, you yeah. Know? Um and a couple other guardsmen, you know, he takes them down. Yeah. So he's avenging the the deaths also of his yeah. uh King's Guard brother. Bro- yeah. uh, brothers which yeah. is which is kind of cool because yeah, they so were in Wayne there Gaunt, and the king's already
1: been killed at hollard's hand who's yeah so so he he runs the stable <coughs> excuse me and uh gets him out the done for and then uh he races up the walls as lord tywin's archers tends to kind of clear of it of, of defenders and then when they're out i mean tywin just we're going in
0: yeah um so when 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 Darkland and his family were presented to the king later, this is mm-hmm. to, to Ares. Ares demanded their deaths, and not only uh, Darkland's immediate uh, kin, but his uncles and aunts, uh, even distant kinsmen in Duskendale. Wow, isn't mm-hmm. that crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, like you, we, there was no. They probably, I would think they would knew. I mean, that they would know this. I mean, it says that they. Um, well, yeah, it says that they doubtfully knew the terrible revenge that the king you know, w- would intend. Um, so, anyways, uh, he kills them all, and um, yeah, it's pretty pretty. Well, awful, ex- exa- so.
1: except for one.
0: Uh, yeah, only uh, Sir Sir Simon's young nephew. Yeah, Dantas uh, Hollard. Dantas Hollard. Yeah, it yeah. was Sir yeah. Sir Dantas, which is which yeah. is interesting. He's you know he's
1: he's the one who gets super drunk and right. helps helps right. Sansa. Escape. Yeah,
0: good point. That's a good connection there. Yeah. Um, and, and then, um, only then, because Sir Barristan begged that mercy, um, you know, be, uh, that the, the king have some mercy, and the king, um, you know, he couldn't refuse Sir Barristan. Barristan, right, you know, yeah, he saved him. him, right? So, so yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And then,
1: yeah, ladies, uh, Sarala, uh, uh hers was a crueler death. Ares had uh, the lace serpent's tongue and her um, womanly parts torn out before she was burned alive. Ooh. <sighs> Yeah, why? Why it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then it, right here, this, so it really says like uh, captivity at Duskendale had, had shattered whatever sanity he has left. This is where he like he doesn't shower, doesn't bathe, doesn't right. trim his nails, and they grow to these like long kind of claw type things. Right, um, he's losing it. Yeah, he's he's losing. He says like no sword can be around me except for the sword of my guard. Yeah, this is where he becomes like crueler and harsher, and that was really the first person he I think is he's, he's like we're burning. Her. And I think that's really where um, it starts. So anyway, yeah. so he goes back, and then he says he he's almost like a prisoner in his own castle for the next four years, mm-hmm. where he's just he's just growing more suspicious of anyone around him. Tywin, in particular, um, Prince Rhaegar he he was convinced had conspired with Tywin to having him slain at Duskendale. So he's even this is where he's we probably even, heard rumors and stuff, right? You know. So this is where he's he, he's he at this point he's not even right. You know he he's wary of even. Of even Rhaegar, yeah, of his own son and Taiwan Tywin there, so yeah, yeah, and we don't, and you know, one thing this this chapter does not mention at all is anything about his relationship with Viserys, um, because we know Viserys is just you know a little kid. I mean, Viserys is maybe three or four. I would have to think by the mm-hmm. time by the time he flees, okay, I'm just not at the top of my head. So I I don't know if we if Viserys knows much really about. Yeah, it was a little bit. I mean, wait, you mean when he's because well, he plays the dragon Robert, But I mean, clearly he's. I mean, he's.
0: Oh yeah, I think he. Well, yeah. At this time, he's three. Robert, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like later on, he's like what six, seven or eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he he doesn't know much about he he this, doesn't these events at all. But I mean, yeah. he's just heard about them. Right. Yeah. As as he as he's as he
1: grew up, just, a, just a, again, he's only like he's still super young when, he, when yeah. he takes off out of there. But yeah. So then finally, so finally, um, he uh he, he finally gets rid of uh. From Tywin
0: uh yeah and he starts to kind of close some call mm-hmm. some close friends around right yeah so, so uh,
1: yeah determined to prevent that from happening uh that's um Rhaegar and Tywin overthrowing him uh King Ares turned to another friend of his childhood summoning Stefan Baratheon from Storm's End and naming him to the small council in, in 278 AC the king sent Lord Stefan across the narrow sea on a mission to old Volantis to seek a suitable bride for Rhaegar uh, a maid of noble birth from an old Valyrian bloodline, that is, Grace entrusted this task to Lord uh, Storm's end rather than his hand or Rhaegar himself, speaks volumes. The rumors uh, were rife that Ares meant to make Lord Stefan his new hand upon the successful completion of the mission. Uh, the Tywin is about to be removed from office, arrested, and tried for high treason. There was many lord who took delight in that prospect. The gods, on the other hand, uh, kind of, they have like a different outcome. Stefan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baratheon's mission ends in failure on his return from Vlantis. His ship sinks in Shipbreaker's Bay within sight of Storm's End. Said so Lord Stephan and his wife were both drowned as their two elder sons watched from the castle walls. Right, and so Robert now, Robert and, st- and Stannis. And this, yeah. this we get a little more telling with uh, Patchface, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, Patchface, sometimes. the only one who
0: watched, the only one who washed up and was yeah. spared. Yeah, it's Patchface, um,
1: yeah, so. So, yeah, so, um, and then uh it just goes on a little bit here. The Ares thought basically that Tywin
0: was like, right, did, like, did Had it. some hand in that. <laughs> had some yeah. hand in it, yeah. And then uh, that's, that's the madness for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: In the years that follow, the king's madness deepened, though Tywin Lannister continued his hand. Ares no longer met with him, uh, save in the presence of all seven Kingsguard. Convinced that the small folk and lords were plotting against his life, and fearing that even Queen Rhaella and Prince Rhaegar might be part of these plots, he reached. He reaches across the Narrow Sea to Pentos, and this is where he, this is where he brings in in Varys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. He brings in he brings in Varys. He starts to get this obsession with uh, wildfire too. At the mm-hmm. same time, so he's collecting pyromancers. He's basically setting up the defenses around himself as much as he can. So mm-hmm.
1: um, he he wants he wants dragonstone. He wants dragons or dragon eggs brought from wherever. Um, right. Says he brings a lot from dragonstone. Some, yeah. some old that they in fact were stone um yeah yeah exactly so uh and then it's
0: around what 280 ac is is when he turns to the guild of alchemists right and uh right shortly after that the the whole realm is basically now starting to nickname him the
1: mad king Mm
0: -hmm. um you
1: know yeah 280s when he starts burning people Mm -hmm. um yeah And, and i do think it's interesting he becomes obsessed with dragon fire um, yep. And then it says he turns to the the alchemist who knew the secret of wildfire, which is said to be like a close cousin. So there is mm-hmm. like this difference between wildfire and dragon fire, right. yep. which is just interesting because that raises a lot of questions. Yeah, going forward, about it does. Is can wildfire kill? Um, yeah, what, what are the differences? What are the different properties? Right, what are the properties? Can yeah. wildfire kill whites or other? I would assume it would kill whites because it seems like regular fire can. But yeah. can it kill White Walkers as opposed to dragon fire, which we're assuming dragon fire can kill White Walkers? Right. In the show, we just see it kill a bunch of whites. We don't see it kill a, a White Walker. Yep, yep.
0: Um, so moving on just a bit now, uh, we, we switch back to Rhaegar here just a little bit in his uh, relationship. He's actually um, betrothed to Princess elia martell mm-hmm. uh in 279 ac and obviously they choose not to live in the red keep yeah because you know dad's going crazy um and and, and whatnot so uh his his younger siblings were not allowed to attend the mm-hmm. wedding though so really they're they're kept um locked up in the red keep and uh, they actually chose to reside in dragonstone so yeah. that's where um R- goes with his wife mm-hmm. so there's there's that uh, yeah, see. and so
1: right, this is this is where the this is where people are, um, you know, a bunch of rumors are getting spread up that Rhaegar is gonna plan to depose his father and seize the Iron Throne for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and some of this I got into when we get <laughs> we talk about Rainie's, um, Rainie's, who was born in two eighty A C, and how she looked mm-hmm. a lot like her mother Elia Martell, mm-hmm. and when uh, she's taken, since so this, this would be um, this would be Ares, uh, granddaughter, his yes. first grandchild, and well, his
1: second grandchild okay who's the first one
0: Aegon. no you're right oh, okay yeah yeah first one Rhaenys. yeah yeah um so because that's the that's that's Rhaegar's oldest daughter right yeah, uh, yeah oldest oldest child basically dismisses the child as even you know kind of smells, Dornish, smells Dornish. you yeah, know yeah. doesn't uh it takes no interest but you know um, Rayella does though she embraces mm-hmm. the baby the 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 babe warmly and 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 whatnot so yeah mm-hmm so there's that. Um Let's see the rest of this though. Boy, the, we're going to get into. Is the Tourney of Harrenhal coming up here? Uh The Tourney of Harrenhal is, or is that next? next, that's, next, next week. Ne-
1: that's next. That's next week. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So th- we're going to we're going to stop before his reign is truly mm-hmm. over. Correct. Yeah, yeah. We will be we will be stopping uh because that's the fall of dragon and Robert's rebellion are, are. We got it. They're, they're big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend enough time. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, got gotcha. you. Um, so
1: really, the last thing that really kind of happens here. And this, it, it, this ultimately ends when Tywin leaves, right? Yeah. I think it's where this chapter ends. So really, the the, the final kind of nail on the straw is, is right here. In 281 AC, however, the aged Kingsguard knight, Sir Harlan uh, Granson, passes away in his sleep, and the uneasy accord between Ares and his hand finally snapped when his grace chose to offer a white cloak to Lord Tywin's eldest son. At five and ten, Sir Jamie Lannister was already a knight, uh, an honor he had received from the hand of Sir Arthur Daynes Sort mm-hmm. of the Morning, who many considered to be the knight's most chivalrous war. Jamie's knighthood had, b- had been won during Sir Arthur's campaign against the uh, outlaws known as the Kingswood Brotherhood, uh, and none could doubt his prowess. Uh, Sir Jamie is also obviously and we know he's he's Tywin's heir, and this, you know, House It pisses Lannister, Tywin off. Absolutely, this is this is, this is the ultimate slap in the face to Tywin, right? Because now he it, has no one to, he has no other heir. Be, well, I mean, he does technically that it's right, but not one that he's proud of. Yeah. Not right, yeah, because it's it's Tyrion, right? right? So, um, and he is trying to, you know, the hand had been in the midst of negotiating an advantageous marriage pact for sure. Jamie, I wonder who he was trying to marry Jamie to. Do we know?
0: Uh, who
1: the king? Ty, yeah Tywin was trying to was already oh, was trying Tywin. to marry. Was trying to marry Jamie? Uh, yeah, that's
0: a good question. I don't know actually. That's that's a really yeah. So he kind of spoils those plans. It doesn't really say. Um, mm-hmm. We could probably speculate quite a bit, you know, mm-hmm. as to relationships he's trying to make. Yeah.
1: because um, that's just that's super interesting.
0: Yeah. So, but the final leaving there is like I think uh, Lord Tywin actually is he has to kind of retire his hand. He's mm-hmm. basically claiming that he's ill, right? Um, and Aries is delighted. Yeah. And lets him go, and, and and he's he's good. He replaces him
1: with uh, uh Lord Owen Merriweather. Um, um, who's an old who's an old guy and uh right yeah, and he just he he's 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 famed for laughing loudest at every jape and uh you know joke that that the king makes, no matter how how feeble, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, henceforth, his grace told Pycelle that the realm would know for certainty that the man who wore the crown also ruled the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, Ares Targaryen and Tywin Lannister had met as boys, had fought and bled together in the War of the Nine Penny Kings, and had ruled the Seven Kingdoms together for close to 20 years. But in 281 AC, this long partnership, which had proved so fruitful to the realm, came to a bitter end.
0: Yeah. Uh, shortly before Lord Walter went, had announced plans for a great tourney to be held at his seat at Harrenhal to celebrate his maiden daughter's name day. King Ares chose this event for the formal um, investor of uh, Sir Jamie Lannister as the knight of the into the knight of the Kingsguard, uh, thus setting in motion the events that would end the Mad King's reign uh, and write an end to the long rule of House Targaryen in the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. So, yeah, we do end right there before this tourney. Um, you know is set up and this is where he's going to basically they're going to give Jamie his white cloak and um, yeah and so famous yeah. tourney we talk about it all the time a lot goes down there and what have you so yeah,
1: so next week we're I think we're actually gonna be doing two chapters just because they're both they're in a way they're both kind of short Roberts Roberts Rebellion is actually only like two pages um, in, in this book you so see you have kind of the tourney at Hall the events lead up to Roberts Rebellion and then Roberts Rebellion yep so
0: yeah Wow. Okay. So that was a long one, but uh, we wanted to kind of get in some more intel on on Ares. Um,
1: Well, this is everything that sets up the first book. Yeah, it is. It is.
0: So so, and again, next week's Maester study will be kind of uh, detailed as well too, Mm -hmm. as we get into um, Tourney and uh, Rebellion. Yeah. So okay, uh, let's dive into the. Let's dive into the reread here.
1: Uh, yeah, we into- so we are in uh, Edard six, I believe. Yep. So last week we were in John four. It's, the way these chapters are kind of worked uh, these past few weeks, it's like Eddard, John, Edard. So, mm-hmm. uh, so last week we were in John four, and where uh, Samuel Tarley had appeared in the yard while John is training the other recruits. Uh, Sir Alistair Thorne had ordered Sam to be beaten and he yields and Jon and his friends aid the new recruit and uh, later he talks with Sam and he convinces the other recruits to go easy on him despite Alistair Thorne's commands so two weeks ago and the last time we were in Eddard uh, Ned had spoken with Grandmaster Pysel about Lord Jon Arryn's final days on his ways back he finds Arya training to be a water dancer later he is visited by Littlefinger who finds um finds uh lord aaron's household remaining in king's landing mm-hmm. uh and then this week we're in eddard six ned and the small council deal with policing problems caused by the upcoming tourney. after the meeting jory cassell reports to ned on interviews with john aaron's remaining household the report includes mention of visits by lord aaron and stannis baratheon to a brothel and an armorer ned orders jory to identify the brothel and uh, goes to visit the, the armor himself. There he discovers an apprentice named Gendry, who looks astonishingly like King Robert. Yeah, is yep. it Gendry or Gendry?
0: Yeah, I, it, yeah that's hey. I've <laughs> always, you know, back in the day, it's some people call him Gendry, but uh, the audiobook says Gendry. You know, it's so, true. I'm gonna call know. him Gendry. Yeah, well, I think Ma- if Sir I Max- just
1: if I just read it though, that's how I would read it. I would not say Gendry.
0: Yeah. Okay. Except for that e, sometimes makes that uh, g say gen, gen. Uh, just yeah, saying. So, uh, but no, it's it's however you want to say it. You know, mm-hmm. Gendry, Gendry. How do they say it in the show? Gendry, Gendry. Okay, yeah. and you've said it that, that way for years, so that's what we're gonna say. We're gonna say Gendry. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Um, and yeah, this is basically a, a lot of what I want to talk about in this chapter has to do with with Gendry. But uh, I guess we'll we'll kind of set this up and 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 get there some important uh, parts from. The start of this is that the the hands attorney um, is causing ba- bunch of knights, bunch of uh, free riders, um, you know, uh, men and ladies in attending all this type of stuff are coming with each night. So each night is kind of bringing a, a host of people, and uh, for for that whole host, there's uh, even more thieves mm-hmm. in the city. And so, uh, uh, Jenna Slint is the mm-hmm. is the commander of the city watch, and he comes up later. He's someone who you guys will probably know from. Uh, the show later in the books, he's someone who is as a thorn <laughs> in mm-hmm. the side of uh, Jon Snow and and company later on. So,
1: yeah, I just I, right here. Um, so I just find it interesting. Just right right off the bat, right off the bat, you have uh, Lord Renly uh, talking to Slint. He says, "If you cannot keep the king's peace, Janos, perhaps the city watch should be commanded by someone else." Or someone who can, which is uh, you know immediately what Tyrion does in, in the next book. He that's like one of his first acts as hand as he gets rid of. James yeah, Slint. yeah.
0: Well, yeah, he's, he's treacherous and sort of the way in which he um, is either bought or paid off by Littlefinger or whatnot. You know, it's it's just not uh, not good. But I mean, it's crazy because uh, of the betrayal. Ned actually gives him men from his own house yeah, here to absolutely. kind of help keep the peace. You know, and that's that's what he's in there complaining about, and mm-hmm. so. Um, they hire what 50, 50 new About men, 50 men yeah. and then twenty from his own household guard. And he tells Littlefinger, "If you can find millions of coin for the freaking, uh, you know, hands tourney, then you can mm-hmm. find." Uh, and Ned, uh, yeah, and Ned to...
1: hates the fact that it's called the hands turny because he wants right. nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the realm prospers from such events, my lord. Grand picel Pycelle said they bring the the great the the chance of glory and. The lowly a respite from their woes, and puts coin in many a pocket, Littlefinger adds. Every inn in the city is full, and the whores are walking, bow-legged and jingling with each step.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, they actually have a point, um, but not... it's true in the days of old that the attorneys did do those things, mm-hmm. um, but not when the crown is this much in debt. is right. sort of Ned's point, right? It's like, he, yeah, he sees the value in attorneys. You and know, things, in
1: uh, in modern in modern times, um, it, it, something something that's kind of I guess similar is the. Have you ever looked? Have you ever read like the news articles about the Olympics mm-hmm. and when uh, towns are being chosen? Right. Is that like oh, it's great, but they have to spend so much money on building these stadiums, and then like they don't know what to do with them afterwards, right? Like what do we do with this like Olympic stadium? Right. So yeah. some people are like, it's, it's it's great to get it because it shows, but you have to invest so much money.
0: Right. Yeah. And then what do you
1: do with all that afterwards? Cause it's yeah. just, it's set up. So like specific can turn into
0: a ghost town or, you know, something yeah, absolutely. Afterwards. Yeah. So, yep. So, um, but anyways, after he's done with the, the small council there, I think they kind of, uh, uh, they're, they're prepping for it. He's, they're getting the, the city under control. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and
1: there's 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 a little foreshadowing here. Uh, Lord Brandy laughed. Oh, we're fortunate my brother Stannis is not with us. Remember the time he uh, proposed to outlaw brothels. The king asked him if he, perhaps he'd like to outlaw eating, shitting, and breathing while <laughs> he was yeah. at it. The truth <laughs> to be told. Um, then it, it just talks about his marriage and how he goes into bed marching like a man to a battlefield. Yeah. But uh, Ned had not joined their laughter. I wonder about your brother Stannis as well. I wonder what he intends when he in, uh, intends to. End his visit to Dragonstone and resume his seat on this council.
0: Yeah, it's super. Uh, it's one of those things where you're like, wait a second. There's there's a council member that's not there. Mm-hmm. You know what what is he doing? Why did he leave? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, this this mystery surrounding uh, John Aaron's death. Mm-hmm. You know that Ned is is looking into, and uh, we're gonna learn more about who was with John Aaron in some of his last days. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he heads back up to the Tower of the Hand, um, and he summons Jory just to kind of fill him in on. You know, I need I need twenty men to kind of uh, head out and 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 help, you know there. Um, and while he's waiting for Jory or for that to
1: unfold, he looks into that book that was given to him by uh, Major right? Yeah, the lineages and histories of the great houses of the seven Kingdoms with description of many high lords and noble ladies and their children by Grand Maester Malion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Picel had spoken truly. it made for a uh, for ponderous reading yet John Aaron had asked for it, and Ned felt certain he had his reasons. There was something here, some truth buried in these in these brittle yellow pages. If only he could see it, but what? Mm-hmm. It talks about that it's over a century old. Scarcely a man now alive had been born um, when Malian had compiled his dusty list of weddings, births, and deaths. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he opens it to the section of House Lannister, turns the pages slowly, hoping uh, to find something. And then it just talks a little bit about their... Lannister family history um, and trades all the way back to Lan the Clever, a trickster from the Age of Heroes who was no doubt legendary as Bran the Builder. But uh, we learn a little bit more about Lan the Clever. Um, yeah, he kind of
0: wishes he would have had uh, some of his wit here to figure out what yeah. the heck is going on uh, in this book.
1: But yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, he ends up. He ends up. Really, what ends up happening is he uh, kind of gets. He kind of tricks the Casterleys out of Casterly Rocks with no weapons. Mm-hmm. He steals gold from them. And uh, Ned, uh, yeah, it says Ned wishes he was here now. Um, then Jory kind of comes in. I promise to say he watched twenty of my guard until the tourney is done. Um, and then he kind of, and then they they talk about the stable boy because right. they're still looking for that stable boy, which is
0: yeah. So they had sent Jory out to actually go question uh, some of John Aaron's, you know, like the knight, um, the the um, his his squire, you know, who then became a knight, and some of the his other household. Members, servants, mm-hmm. and things, um, and so one of them that they were they were looking at was the stable boy, and basically, um, you know, not much came from the stable boy at all, mm-hmm. really. Um, so, yeah, he just he just talks about you know uh, that he never he talks about what the hand the former hand you know used to give the lad coppers. Um, let's see, wait a second, wait a second, is that is that yeah he used to give the lad coppers on their uh, name day. Uh, he says. Uh, he had a way with horses, never rode his mount too hard and brought them carrots and apples so they were always pleased to see him. Um, he is questioning the stable boy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah
1: yeah yeah he's he's questioning the stable boy and then he's he basically just gets kind of information um, and then they kind of learn about where John Aaron was going. Um, and this is where they start talking about the person who I think we believe we know is Sir Hugh right is mm-hmm. where he talks he talks to a serving girl. Um, he says, uh, she said Lord John had been reading more than was good for him and that he was troubled and melancholy over his youth son's frailty, uh, and gruff with his lady rife. The pot boy now, uh, court, Cord, uh, court had never exchanged so much with a word, but Lord John, but he was full of oddments of the kitchen gossip. The Lord had been quarreling with the King. So, um, the Lord only, uh, only picked at his food, just kind of talking about. John Arryn's kind of descent, the last days. his last days. He's he's kind of descending into his the own last madness, few months, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a li- a little bit. Um, hmm. right here though, the Lord had visited a master armorer to commission a new suit of plate, wrought all in pale silver with a blue jasper falcon and a mother of pearl moon on the breast. The king's own brother had gone with him to help choose the design. The pot boy said, "No, not Lord Renly. The other one, Lord Stannis." Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. It isn't. It, it like. That is weird because Stannis Baratheon is just not gonna go. Like he does not seem like one. He has friends, and two, like even if John Aaron is were, were somewhat his friend, it just that is just an, obviously an odd thing that Lord that Stannis Baratheon is gonna go. Oh, let's go just pick you out a suit of armor. You know what I mean? That is like right. the last thing he like he seems like he would do. He'd be like, pick it out yourself. Like, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and- he so r- the real reason I think he brings Stannis is so he you know, he has someone to confide in. and yeah, some, he's king's and, brother. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Stannis can look and be like, this is definitely Rafford's yeah. son. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting, and don't forget this, so right here I just noticed something as I'm doing this reread. Uh, the Lord had visited the master armorer to commission a new suit of plate, as you just said, uh, silver with a blue jasper falcon uh, and a mother of pearl moon on the, the breast. We find out later the, the one that they go visit is it Sir did. Hugh
1: of the Veil who wears that armor?
0: Um, is that, or was that for him? Well, we'll see, you, you see later on. Remember, they say that he didn't. He goes, "So did he?" Goes, "Are you the one who commissioned that suit of armor for, um, you know, for, for John Aaron?" And he basically right. says, "No, un- unfortunately, he did not grace me with his, you know, with, with that's which, right, yeah, you're which right. is interesting, yeah. right? So maybe he was, just, maybe that was just he was he was seeking multiple, or maybe he was trying to not draw attention." to you know this armorer mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so he doesn't go there for his his uh right armor yeah. i don't know so yeah anyways so yeah they're inquiring about that and uh it's just you know trying to figure
1: out what was going through his head and then a, his, yeah, he often went riding with lord stannis and right stannis again ned thought he finds that really curious john Aaron had, but as he had been cordial but never friendly um and while Robert had been riding north to Winterfell, Stannis had removed himself to Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yeah. Ned's Ned's just Ned's starting to put some of the the pieces together here. Um, uh, he says they visit they visited a brothel, and he says the the Lord of the Erie and the Hand of the King visited brothels with Stannis Baratheon again. Right. This, again, no, this seems like Not nothing like a... that Stannis would ever do. It's suspicious, yeah, it's yeah, suspicious absolutely. that they're doing this. And, and so this, and this the, this boy they're questioning insists it's true right i take guardsmen with him um ned asks which brothel the boy doesn't know mm-hmm. yep and then the question
0: becomes like at what point do we just call stannis and ask him mm-hmm. you know when do we send when do we send for him and he's not ready to do that yet he wants to kind of figure out more to this because um you know it's it's troublesome it's just right. it's very interesting which
1: man is like one of the worst things ned i know had Ned, because if, if, Stan, if Stannis were there, like. Yeah, I know. Things Joffrey would, would not be ascending to the throne. When even like, Renly went, might have fallen in line a little
0: bit more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: So. Well, then again, I don't know, because then then Ned wouldn't be taking capture. Well, no, because next chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, now we're playing what if, but it's fun. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. because next chapter, Catelyn's going to take Tyrion. Yep. I think that's that chapter yep. that is next. Yeah. So, Tywin is already dealing with that so if stannis were here stannis's army would i don't know though but then then stannis could call out cersei and they might have might be nothing they can do about it right that's only of course if robert were to die if robert, so, so yeah. Robert's still a lot of what ifs a lot of what ifs yeah, what ifs, yeah. yeah. but it's it's it's
0: fun no, to think yeah about i get you <clears throat> um okay so anyways we, we kind of move on just here a little bit and uh Jory went, ro- went to the wardrobe, uh, Lord Renly, his um, brother to Lord Stannis, as well as the king. Mm-hmm. Um, yet it seems that he was not invited on these rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned was not sure what to make of Renly with all of his friendly ways and easy smiles. Um, a few days past, he had taken Ned aside to show him an exquisite rose gold locket. Inside was a miniature, um, was a miniature painted in the vivid mirror style of the lovely girl, of a lovely young girl with doe eyes and a cascade of soft brown hair, mm-hmm. Renly seemed anxious to know if the girl reminded him of anyone. And when Ned had no answer but a shrug, he seemed disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the maid was Loras Tyrell's sister, Marjorie. He confessed, um, but there were those who said she looked like Liana. And then Ned just says, "No, you know," I, so I. And he goes on to kind of say he, wonder, he wonders if. Um, you know, if he's just trying to, there's some fantasy there element of like, you know, he's entranced by this girl who mm-hmm. looks like Liana you know, and uh, whatever. But, anyways, the whole the whole conversation struck
1: Ned as passing queer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, um, then they're talking about maybe with well, Stannis will return for that tourney, and Ned says, "Yeah, unlikely." Right. So then yeah. they, they, they they get they get they get changed, and they they're going to go start investigating mm-hmm. yeah and in investigating people so he yeah. sends he sends jory to the the whorehouses mm-hmm. uh and so he's uh he's like yeah i'm sure the man will be glad to help uh right. yeah yeah with that and then ned uh is gonna ned wants to go talk to this go talk to this armor yeah they head down to
0: to, to, the, to the street of steel mm-hmm. okay which i thought was interesting
1: um so yeah let's see uh how do we do this? And this is this is really where ned is uh you get you get the sense at least that he knows like you know some of these men are probably varices some of these men are oh yeah just these being yeah. watched and things mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah so so anyways, let's read here a little bit um as lord lord eddard uh passed beneath the king's gate into the stink of the city uh his gray and white cloak streaming uh, from his shoulders he saw eyes everywhere as you said uh and kicked his mount into a trot his guard followed um the street of steel began uh at the market square beside the river gate and um you know it was it was uh, or it was otherwise named the mud gate you know it was commonly called that and so as he gets a little closer here um they see oh my gosh this is this is something i wanted to point out People were kind of coming into the city. Those knights that we had talked about were coming in and out of there. Um, he hears it. Well, it's just interesting. Remember remember the part where Arya is um, yelling out, um, she's selling things in the street? Yeah. You, you get, I, I just thought it was funny because it stood out like this. In the shadow of the of the wall, farmers stood beside their wagons bellowing apples, the best apples, cheap at twice the price, um, and blood melons, sweet as honey, turnips, onions, roots, uh, here you go. Here you go. Turnips. I just mm-hmm. thought it was kind of funny because I'm like, oh god. So it's just describing the sounds and stuff. But later on, you know, at least in the TV, is does that happen in the book where she's selling those, um, the the clams. Yes. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but anyways, so as he's headed through that uh, mud gate, uh, the first rider through the gate carried a long yeah. black banner. Yeah. The silk rippled in the wind, uh, like a living thing. Across the fabric was a was uh, blazoned a night sky slashed with purple lightning. Make way for Lord Barak, the writer shouted. Uh, and so it's Barak Dundarian, you know, yeah. uh, just super cool. He comes in there and they, they kind of call out to him, uh, here to fight in the hand's tourney, my lord. And he says, here to win the hand's tourney. Yeah, just a cool guy. Although, just, let me you know, just
1: go ahead and say that I think well, he, does, he doesn't he does win uh, no. at all. Barak Dondarrion, I, I still question. How good is he? As a I
0: don't know. He, he's, sort of, he's sort of like an up and coming guy who's like I just consider him average to
1: above average. Okay. You know, like nothing. I mean, great. to be fair, he, to be fair, he does get killed by the mountain like six times, but he is fighting the mountain. So well, yeah, but, it's, <laughs> but I mean, like,
0: um, yeah, no, no, it's actually that's the first time he gets killed, Yeah. right? Um, and then the other times he gets killed, it's basically in are they in trial by combat situations or not? Is well, the one, justice? the one is with the hound. The one is with the hound, but, um. I'd have to go look. He's he's just slain in battle a couple of times, and they, yeah. and, they and they bring him back. Um, yeah, I don't know. And he's losing more and more of himself each time he's brought right. back. Now, what's interesting? Is, I think he's
1: losing more and more is what's happening. True, <laughs> true. But he's, but you know, once you lose an eye, then it's a lot harder. You yeah. know, then, yeah.
0: he's betrothed though to to one of the Danes. Yeah, which is you got to be a pretty you know outstanding guy to to be in yeah. in cahoots with them. I think so. Uh, but I thought that was neat. So he's passing by um and uh we continue down to the street they basically find the armorer mm-hmm. um uh toho mott mm-hmm. is that his name mm-hmm. uh and so you know that basically he gets wine for the for the
1: king's hand
0: and right you know he's, he's kind of running around trying to
1: here's here's where uh sir ezra's go ahead and say it get, get, get your line out here
0: which one which what are we talking about? uh
1: he's talking about uh what he's wearing
0: oh yeah where where um what toho's he's, Mott's he's wearing what yeah, he's wearing that uh that soft that sapphire, right? Yeah, he
1: yeah, he wore a black velvet coat with hammers embroidered on the sleeves and silver thread. Around his neck was a heavy silver chain and a sapphire as long as as large as a pigeon's egg.
0: Right. And so if you remember on Follow Up Friday, we were talking about moonstones, rubies, and sapphires. Well, we not sapphires, but I'm throwing sapphires in the mix now. Yeah. Uh, because he's wearing this big you know it's wearing he's wearing it around his neck. Mm-hmm. Um and it was held on a on a silver chain. And so I thought as soon as I read that, I was like, wait a second, I just ask everybody on Friday to go check out where all these different, you know. Well, uh, it's interesting because um stones. A, as
1: as we go here, um obviously Toho Mot's talking about how his his work is costly. He makes no apologies for that, my lord. Um, and we know that he is one of the only people Yep who he they they just they spend a lot of time talking about just how good he is and they say that he's one of the only people who even knows the ancient way of um to work valerian steel and to, and to know that you kind of have to know some spell work. Yep. Exactly. So then you you know, we're just tossing around the total idea that he could be uh, a glamour. It's a glamour. Yeah. <laughs> there's <clears throat>
0: there's more to more more to toho than meets the eye. You know, in the show he's he's put off as this guy who's kind of a gruff mean old guy or whatever but like he seems like he's just a master at, at what he does he's also trying to sell mm-hmm. him on some of his some of his stuff he knows how to um to mix color into the metal mm-hmm. so that was a, that's a big thing um, yeah, they, say
1: they had no, other, no other people could do it
0: right exactly and so he does know how to how to work valerian steel so there's that whole bit of spell work you can kind of have to know some of the spells plus he's wearing a sapphire around his neck and he's also harboring um
1: one of robert baratheon's bastards supposedly mm-hmm. you know uh, we think mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah and so yeah and so right here just interesting this is where it talks about um, the hand did call upon me um, but he did not honor me with his patronage um, which is interesting because clearly he's he seems like the best armor in the city so if you did want like a really nice right it was i, I
0: right. think it was i to, mean
1: it's obviously a front is why he's yeah why he's going to him but mm-hmm. you yeah
0: know. so anyways, they, they every time they came there though they wanted they asked to see the boy Right. And, you know, uh, Ned just kind of plays along. He's like, well, I want to see the boy, too. And mm-hmm. That's why I'm here, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they go to the back and they basically uh, bring out this yeah, boy.
1: Real quick, though. Doesn't John Aaron actually get that armor made? Because isn't he buried? Or he's like... Well, they, they I think he
0: does make it. I think it's made...
1: Someone else has does have it made.
0: I, yeah, I think my point was just that he doesn't choose this armor. And it was maybe to keep the attention away right. from this this what's happening here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um,
1: yeah uh but yeah yeah they asked yeah, they asked ask to see the boy he says i want to see him as well and he says as you wish um and then you know the basically he comes out he was he's he says the master code called over a tall lad about rob's age his arms and his chest corded with muscle this is lord stark the new hand of the king he told the boy um uh as as. Uh, says he told the boy as Ned looked at him through sullen blue eyes and pushed back sweat-soaked hair with his fingers. Thick hair, shaggy and unkept, as black as ink. The shadow of a new beard darkened his jaw. This is Gendry, strong for his age, and he works hard. Show the hand the helmet you made, lad. And Gendry doesn't want to show it because mm-hmm. it's it's shaped like a bull, right? Yeah. Um, and then he says, Gendry's like, it's not for sale. Dehomot basically says, if he wants it, you're, you're going to give it to him. And he right. says, I made it for me um because yeah, he's often called bullheaded and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so um yeah and then lord stark says you know that he's done nothing wrong um he has some questions he says he asked about what did you and john aaron talk about he says uh, what sort of questions how how was i and uh, how well was i treated and if i liked the work and stuff about my mother who she was what she looked like and all he says what did you tell him the boy shoved a fresh uh fall of black hair off his forehead. She died when I was little. She had yellow hair and sometimes she used to sing to me I remember. She worked in an alehouse. Did Lord Stannis question you as well? The bald one? No, not him. He never said no word, just glared at me like I was some raper who had done in for his daughter. And I'm sure Stannis Uh is ticked, you know, just because it's one of Robert's bastards and Stannis is not really about that. And also... Right,
0: the realization though is probably dawning in Stannis that's uh, pissing him off too. Yeah, because... Which is like... He's realizing what John Aaron is getting to the bottom of here, Mm -hmm. which is look at the hair color, look at the jawline, look at the eyes, because we know know? Stannis knows, and he, yeah, Stannis
1: Stannis flat out is like that's no.
0: Well, and at this point also, Stannis is very familiar with Edric Storm. Yep, too. So he knows what that bastard looks like, and he can see what this bastard looks like. You know, Stannis.
1: the The Stannis, you know. Not that these guys, not that these kids have a claim to the throne, which Stannis knows. I mean, he knows they have no, mm-hmm. they have no claim to the, the throne. I mean, yeah, maybe they do, but I don't think Stannis. Stannis to me only seems like he really wants to become king because Robert dies. He doesn't seem like he just right, he yeah. wants to usurp usurp no. him Mm-mm. or anything. Uh-uh. He, he's more ticked off that he that he doesn't get Storm's End, which he feels is rightfully his, rather than. He gets Dragonstone, right? Yeah, because he conquered. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but he d- Stannis never seems like he wants to usurp him, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eventually, they kind of finish um, the questioning there. But just you know, the, the yellow hair. We're gonna get back to this. We're gonna finish mm-hmm. this chapter, and we're gonna have a big discussion here. Just the yellow hair. She used to sing to him. She worked in an alehouse. That's what he knows. That's what he tells. Mm-hmm. You know, John Aaron, and that's what he tells. You know, and and his age. I mean, he's about Rob's age, is yep. what this says. You know, he was a tall lad who was about Rob's age. Um, so let's move on just a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna uh, we're gonna finish the chapter, and we because it's almost over, and we're gonna come back, and we have some
0: right. So, so he tells him to go. He, uh, so uh, Toho tells him to go back to work. You know, and uh, sorry if he if he bothered you, my lord. Um, he walked back to the house with the with the master, uh, and then uh, Ned says, "Who paid the boy's apprentice fee?" Mm-hmm. And uh, Mott kind of looked at him fretfully, like, "You know, you saw the boy. He's strong. He's big. Look at those hands. You know." Uh, I I just took him in, look at him, he's he's basically, you know, built for this, you know. And, uh, you know, Ned then, you know, urged, no, the truth now. Tell the truth. Mm -hmm. The streets are full of strong boys. Um, The day you take on an apprentice without a fee will be the day that the wall comes down. Who paid for him? And this is is key here. Um, All he says is, a lord, uh, the master said reluctantly. He gave no name. He wore no sigil on his coat. He paid in gold. "...twice the customary sum, and he, and, he, and he was paying once for the boy and once for my silence." Ned asked him to describe who this uh, man was. He said he was stout, round of shoulder, not so tall as you, brown beard, but there was a bit of red in it, I'll swear. He wore a rich cloak, that I do remember. Heavy purple velvet worked with silver threads, but the hood shadowed his face and I never did see him clear. He hesitated a moment, my lord, I want no trouble." And, uh, you know, basically he says, you know, uh, none of us want trouble, but I fear these are troubled times. You know who the boy is. He says, I'm only an armorer, my lord. I, I, I know uh, what I'm told. Uh, and then he says again, you know who the boy is. Ned repeated mm-hmm. patiently. Um, that is not a question. Uh, and then the master says, or the, the, master says um, the boy is my apprentice. And basically, so he's not going to, ev- he kind of shows Ned that he's not going to speak out loud mm-hmm. uh, and, and say who this boy is truly yeah. is he's been told to keep yeah. silent he's paid yeah. for silence
1: he looked in the eye who he was before he came to me is none of my concern right and then ned ned finishes it and he says uh if that day ever comes when if the day ever comes when gendry would rather wield a sword than forge one send him to me he has a look of a warrior until then you have my thanks yeah um it pretty much the same way this scene is almost the same way it happens in in the show
0: yeah except for you just get this so we're, we're gonna break a couple things down uh first so Lord Aaron, um, does not know who the mother is. No, doesn't Very seem like it. Key. Neither does Stannis, mm-hmm. and they both ask the question, "Who is your mother? Describe your mother. Tell us more about her." Now, the person who brought, um, you know, this young boy here to uh, work with this blacksmith, I bet that person does know who. the Oh, mother I would. Is. I would imagine. Right. Okay. Well, they would. Ha- they would. They would have to. You would think. I mean, yeah. You, you, you would think they definitely know who the father is because they're paying, you know, for this boy to be apprenticed here and mm-hmm. to be, you know, to have um, they paid twice, once more for, for the silence mm-hmm. on the on the whole matter. Um, but I think a lot of people have in, in Reddit uh, posts and things have speculated. The only thing they can come up with is this is Varus. They come up with like Varys sh- in disguise, he's and round style. of shoulder, yeah. yeah. And so they come the up with the beard that. though. Well. Yeah, he wears a lot of disguises, and, and he used to be part of a mummer's, you know, uh, does, troop. Does
1: Illyrio in the books have a beard?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah, he Varys does. doesn't. But Right, it, yeah. A lot of people are just saying, well, possibly Varys, you know, just, just disguised disguises him himself. There. Right, because yeah. we know that
1: he wears a hood sometimes when he goes right. to see, yeah.
0: Right. Um. So now we got into, we put on our tinfoil hats, and we started to really think about, you know, all of Robert's bastards. Mm-hmm. And so we've got Maya Stone, mm-hmm. um, who was his eldest bastard, and uh, she is not officially recognized. She's somewhat openly known to be the king's baseborn daughter, his first mm-hmm. one, actually. Way back when he's at the Vale, he's a young man, probably, I don't know, he's in his teens when he has this bastard uh, yeah. daughter. And uh, actually, when, when he's betrothed to Lyanna... He, um, Liana kind of says, you know, he'll never because of that bastard born daughter, because of Maya Stone. She kind of says, Well, he'll never st- stay faithful to just one bed, you right? Know? Um, so there's that. And then next, we believe the next bastard. Now, there were many bastards, there was like nine, I think, mm-hmm. or something. Um, but I think one of the next ones that was born uh, to him is Gendry, yeah, actually. And he's born in 284. Mm-hmm. Now, it just so happens that 284 is the same year that Cersei
1: marries robert baratheon well what are you saying there is one there's another one who is born it's, i don't know if this is 100 percent confirmed. Let me look at this it's a calculation but it's on, who, it's on the wiki is bella
0: bella okay who yeah it is who you mean is born before uh gendry. gendry so yeah is actually born in uh like 23 yeah. yeah so yeah so maya then bella then gendry yeah okay um, yeah, because Gendry's born in, in 284. Yeah. And we believe Bella actually, so he stops at
1: the... Uh, right, right, called? yeah. So in, 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 a, his, in, his a storm, in A Storm of Swords when he and Arya are passing through. So we we had to go back and we had to start looking at Robert's Rebellion and this timeline um, about when everything, you know, would have happened. So got to go back in time here. So Robert is betrothed, right, to Lyanna Stark. Mm-hmm. So, so he's up in the Vale. Mm-hmm. That's where he's at first. Ed, Edric Storm is younger, right? Way younger. Yeah. Way younger. Way younger. Yeah. Yep. So, so he's in the Vale, and then um, there's like this battling that goes on. And then the first battle is the Battle of Summerhall. So then they go from Summerhall over to Ashford. Then they go way up to um, the, where the Battle of the Bells is, and that is in. Um, the Stony Sept, right, which is where this brothel is. Yeah. And so what happens is, at the Battle of the Bells, Robert is he's like hiding out yep. in this, in brothel. this, in this, in this town at this brothel known as the Peach. It says uh, during Robert's Rebellion, Lord Robert Baratheon hid at the Peach before the Battle of the Bells. According to Leslin, Robert laid with all of the inn's prostitutes, but his favorite was Bella's mother. Um, and so. I was kind of doing some math, doing some thinking. I think it's maybe likely that Robert, that maybe Gendry's mom is also from this brothel, mm-hmm. because it says that it says that he, it's uh, Gendry's mom is described as being a tavern, like working a, at an ale house, working at an ale house, which yep. just seems unlikely given that he's born in 284 because when you look at the timeline of like when the rebellion ends because he marries he marries Cersei in 284 the Mm -hmm. the rebellion's over yeah right in in 284 So it seems like once he's king he's not really going to be going to these taverns Mm -hmm. right because that's where he's probably sleeping with like handmaidens and whores they just bring him yeah, at least just, not early unless, in his reign, because right. we know later in, in his reign he does. But like, yeah. early on, you like he's trying to be kingly. Well, and- yeah. Well, I still think it seems like it seems like he's not going to. He's he doesn't need to go out. They just bring women to him, kind of Aegon the Fourth style. Like I don't think he's yeah. going out to taverns as as the king. I think that they're just they're just bring. At least in the show, that's kind of mm-hmm. the way they make yeah. it seem. Is they just they just bring him women.
0: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I like we have to go look at the the. Uh, Oh gosh, the one girl who has the the little baby, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, th- yeah, I don't know, because he's pretty open about it later on. Like yeah. at some point, he like towards the end uh, there, like because there's an infant who's killed, right? Right li- later on in this book, um, and it's one of his bastard-born daughters who looks right. dark hair, all that kind of stuff, right? And uh, yeah, but he's pretty open about going out. But either way, whatever, right. whether they bring him or whether he goes there, um, your point is is that. Before he becomes king, he was at this at the peach, right. and we know, I mean, uh, it's it's basically Bella's mother is who he hooked up with and liked the most, and right. that Bella is uh, his bastard daughter. She's got black hair like coal, as right. uh, is, is black as coal, and it looked like Robert's. Right,
1: because uh, I'm wondering, how did Gendry get to King's Landing? When they say he was brought to this armorer, because it, it seems like he probably was in King's Landing. Someone finds him and then takes him to this armor, mm-hmm. unless they brought him from some other town or something to King's Landing. Right. It's just like, sort of like so.
0: If Bella is born first and then Gendry is born in that same spot that you're talking That's, about, yeah. Why wouldn't they bring Bella
1: too? You know what I mean? Like, if- well, yeah. Well, what what I'm what I'm saying is, or I guess the point I'm trying to, trying to make is, I do. It, it seems to me like they probably did maybe bring Gendry. From there to King's Landing, that way they can keep a more watchful eye over him. But because when Robert gets to King's Landing, like the war is over, mm-hmm. so is he? Did he? Did he? He would have had to have hooked up with some tavern wench in King's Landing when he's like taking it over and being mm-hmm. coronated mm-hmm. to have Gendry there. Yeah, you're 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 wonderfully setting up what I think <laughs> might be is th- like like, right.
0: like like more of the case here. So. Right. Like, like the year uh, 284, the same year that he marries Cersei. Yeah. Now, before, last Friday, when we were talking about, like, like the show theory, and I was kind of like, we got to look up some of this stuff, right? And, and see what happens. Later in A Game of Thrones, um, Cersei's talking to Ned, and she basically says that, like, at one point, she said, and all it says is early in her marriage, mm-hmm. she became pregnant with Robert's child. Right. I think it was the night of their, like, I think... On her right. wedding day, before she's married to Robert, she actually hooks up with Jamie. Yeah, like immediately already. It's like she one does. more last. Yeah, now up. this
1: is where we have to separate the books and the show. I'm talking strictly books. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because they happen. Because I've been I've been talking about this theory and like there is definitely speculation the way it happens in the show, and there's definitely speculation the way it happens in the book, which right. Sir Ezra's about to tell you. Yeah.
0: Because so so on the day that they um the wedding day for Robert and for Cersei, earlier that day Jamie hooks up with Cersei. Later that night, you know, the bedding ceremony happens and it's and and they're they're bedded. Who knows what Cersei was feeling like going into that. Maybe she is optimistic like this is going to be good. She gives well, it herself It seems like to she him. was. Yeah. She he says when she when she
1: saw him walking down and he's like right. in armor yep. and yep. yeah. there's actually great pictures on the wiki. There's like the one have you have you seen it where it's like all the men with like the swords and it just looks, yeah. he looks super yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: Right, it does look good. So uh it's not until he calls her in his drunkenness or maybe what it, maybe it wasn't drunk I can't I mean, maybe I'm making that up but like he at some point he calls her Liana yeah and that is where she's sort of like oh no like yeah. that I mean that just sticks with her maybe it happened more than once but it definitely happened the first mm-hmm. night there so it says that she gets pregnant with a ch- with his child yeah and she tells Ned that um, she uses that she gets rid of the child right That she gets rid of the child and by and she insinuates that it's using um, the potions and things, right. and you know, drinks, things Moon to kinda abort the well, abort the child, possibly. But she doesn't say that, though. She doesn't actually say that, she, that the child is killed; it's just gotten rid of, like right. it's it's done away with. And so that her and Jamie kind of plotted to do that, right? And so if that conception happened in two eighty four, and then later that year, um, you I mean, you have Gendry born that same year? Right. I just kind of think if you're if you're as Cermaud just said, possibly once. The war is over, and you're trying to be kingly, and you're being you're being watched more. You can't right. just go out and like hit up every whorehouse. It's possible that that could be his, uh, that it could be Cersei's son,
1: right? You know, it, it's possible well, that Gendry could well, be. Yeah, the other thing I'm saying it's it's not even just about being kingly. It's like you just fought a war. Like there, like we already know that the, the Martells are plotting. The Martells are, are are not the, the yeah the Martells are like plotting against you, like that's yeah like, because or, that's like kind of known. They like yeah. they bring people down to question them about what happened. How did Elia Martell die? All this stuff. So like even in King's Landing, you've got to think that there are people like assassins that want to, that want to kill you. I mean, it's going to take some time before the realm kind of heals. heals itself. We've just been under Targaryen rule for like 200 and Mm -hmm. you know, some Mm -hmm. years. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. But it just very interesting that this boy, you know, uh, his mother had, and again, it could be that he, what he remembers as his mother is not his mother. Absolutely, you know it could be that like well, and, uh, and just give and, to some so ale house. and you
1: know he's super young. He just remember being seeing her and being at an alehouse, which right. brings us into I think it's a, is a storm of swords or a feast for crows yep. where I think it's a feast for crows where Cersei is sleeping with Osmond Kettleblack, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, and she's going out and seeing them, right? And um, she's wearing like a hood and she's going into these taverns, she's like a thrill, from, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. to make so she's kind of uh, you know concealing herself. So we know that it's not it wouldn't be against something that she would do right but it wouldn't surprise me too as much as she loves her children and things to like
0: if she actually now again the question is did she actually ever have a birth because Mm -hmm. if she did that probably would have been well known it would have been documented like she had an actual stillbirth or something like that but doesn't really say it actually just says that she became pregnant Mm -hmm. and that they you know worked to get rid of the child yeah um so a lot of people would kind of throw that out there and say there's there's no way right um but I now, just think it's the reason mm-hmm. I thought about this was because this guy is wearing a sapphire. Okay, he works Valyrian steel. He's pretty high up there. Some mysterious lord, who you could say is Varys, I I say actually might be somebody else, shows up with this boy. Um, you know, it, I, I don't know. It could be. There's a lot of different ideas on on maybe who who this could be or or yeah. you know what. I just think it's interesting that how close, um, you know, his birth is to the year that they were actually married. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she did have early on in their marriage, she has a uh, is is pregnant with Robert's child. Right. So anyways, I'm trying. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, she says she says the net. She says the Ned that she, you know, she uses Moon's tea to kind of kind of prevent. I believe I, I'm pretty sure she says like that her and Jamie like took care of it. Now, I, now, just because I've been talking about this a little bit in the show, mm-hmm. things happen a little bit differently. She does, it seem, actually have a child that may die. Because when she's talking to Robert, yeah. so she has the conversation with uh, Catelyn, right, where mm-hmm. she goes in and Bran is, like, sick. sick. Which yep. which we know that a conversation between them happens, right, because Tyrion tells Joffrey, like, this is all show, that, like, you know, your absence like it's been noted that mm-hmm. you haven't done it because mm-hmm. we know like that Cersei and other people already have. And then right. we see the scene where Cersei so that's like in the books too. So mm-hmm. um so Cersei goes and she tells Catelyn – it's all in the show, um about the boy she has and she describes yep. him a, as a black-haired beauty. So that means the baby was born. Right. Now she could have been lying to her, which is what I when I first watched the series, I just thought, oh, she's just making this up, right? Right. She's just, you can tell something about her. Um, but then she has that conversation with Robert. And she yep. talks about, which is not in the books at all, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still a great scene. And um, it's where she says, like, even after we lost our first boy. Yeah. And so it is just interesting. She has this black haired boy. And then ultimately, um, you know, I guess the question is, like, what is Gendry's role in the show? Oh, dude, I'm telling you. So like, I mean, that's like... My whole that's... thing is that, like, you spend a significant...
0: I mean, he becomes a knight. He's and a And in big the book, deal. too, what is his role? Um, Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like... So, I honestly... Also, you have to look at you said point of view. Ned, she is speaking to Ned, trying to convince him of... You know, basically, she's admitting that she is having that she is having a relationship with her brother and that she doesn't have any of Robert's true because she's admitting that they are mm-hmm. bastard-born. Yeah. Um, and then as for that first one, she basically wants to make it seem like because here's the thing: if she lets loose that she did have a that she did have an actual trueborn, mm-hmm. you know, son who she shipped away because it was Robert's trueborn son, you know, and that if that gets out or whatever, it delegitimizes her. Other, I mean, there's no kids at all for yeah, those. Yeah, then it would be throw. interesting
1: because then Gendry would be the he is the a, he is the actual king, yeah, the legit king. Like, yeah, even even in the show, he would have more of a claim. Well, Cersei, thinking, I don't know. Cersei just kind of takes. it, so That's weird. Does she have the heart to kill her own? Right, you know, at that
0: time, I know she gets mm-hmm. crueler over time, but and like- also,
1: and the thing I the thing I like about it is the idea of Gendry actually being a trueborn mm-hmm. son. Yeah. Um, either way, in the show or the book, is that that would actually be it would be kind of full circle because then the Targaryens don't get on throne, and you do have the whole, especially in the show. You know, I don't know if they're gonna go that route because they're setting up the whole John thing. But it would be kind of more of a grr actual writing style because like even when you're when you're reading it, like did you think Joffrey was gonna die when he did? Like in the Mm -mm. middle of a book, no you know, or the middle of you know, of the season and the show, where it's just like, whoa, was not expecting like that is it's it's super satisfying. Right. But it's just like I that was not at all when I expected it. Right, no, me neither. You know. Yeah. I know it, it would be like red wedding. There's definitely some prelude to right. You know, um, Ned's death. There's definitely Obviously we know, right. Um, like you can see Joffrey's going to do something crazy there, but like when Joffrey said, so there are these deaths that kind of like, whoa, game changer, mm-hmm. you know, not expecting it.
0: Right. Well, and I, and here's, here's another question I have. So h- hear me out on this connection. So some people probably thought we're completely bonkers by even talking about right. this, but you have Maya Stone, who basically once Robert leaves uh, from the Vale, she's kind of forgotten, mm-hmm. and she does help. She escorts, I think, Sansa and those guys up through the Moon Gate or something s- somewhere back in the Vale. She's kind of forgotten. Um, you have other like the situation where like, um, well, I guess so. She's not a highborn. That's not a relationship he had with a highborn lady, though. You mm-hmm. know, so she's just kind of forgotten. Um, you have Bella. Who is again also a relationship that he had with just a with um, with a whore and you know there's nothing no protection for her she's no one looks after her and kind of gives her you know any special treatment okay the two cases where people are given special treatment and maybe you just say it's because they're men and they're boys Mm -hmm. versus girls Um, Gendry is given special treatment he's set up with his apprenticeship and Edric Storm Edric Storm openly that was an open sort of acknowledged. Um, that that happened yeah. um, like robert acknowledged that it happened that's my bastard born child let's ho- and then um varus would send him gifts and things like that so he knew about that i don't think robert knows about gendry and it could be if he if he was born to a high um you know it could be another noble um you know uh lady that he hooked up with that you know se- secreted him away or it's cersei you know mm-hmm. um if it's just some alehouse person that like he hooks up with and then it's like there's something significant to the mother because we figure out who the mothers are for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone else's
1: mother is basically. That's like, you know, the entire story is who's John's mother. Right. And yeah.
0: so when I looked at this, I was like, man, it is kind of shrouded in some some mystery. Uh, you just have a, a recollection from Gendry, who was much younger. And mm-hmm. I get that you kind of get that with Bella, too, and things. But I don't know. There's just It just seems to be sneaky because he's given such a, um, a good chance here to kind of make make a living and to learn a skill and a trade and he's kept close to king's landing mm-hmm. possibly where somebody could could go check on him and things i don't know you know mm-hmm.
1: so yeah so people on reddit over here are talking that i mean they're all over the place with this one saying maybe he's Aegon and all this stuff I'm like oh, okay you guys are way no, <laughs> like boy. way out way out of line as to yeah. who as as to who as to who uh, gendry is but i i'm just my my question though and I, the, the reason i find you know these theories entertaining is uh is what is Gendry's role? What is his purpose? Is it just to die? I mean, he's a knight in the books. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know we shall see. He's definitely um hanging around and he's he's become significant. And I I was looking at possibly a relationship between him and Arya. So yep. like that was going uh in in, in a good direction. Right, cuz it, it is
1: it is the there's 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 like a memes on, or not memes, but I guess, you know, just, well, I guess technically you could consider it a meme. Right, we're just sometimes yeah. where people post pictures on the internet. Right. Um, just because they're not funny doesn't mean they're not a meme. But um, where it's it's the picture of Robert saying to Ned in the crypts, "We have children. We'll we'll wed our children. Right. We'll combine our houses." And then yeah. it's like Arya and Gendry. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Yep. So anywho, I don't know, guys. Let us know. in ravens, you know, um, send those ravens to BTK cast. Let us know what you think of uh, of of Gendry, his his origins, who is his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it just straightforward? And that's my question. I would challenge anybody who says, "Well, it's pretty straightforward." <laughs> Has anything been straightforward in this no. series? No. I don't think it has. So, um, but yeah, let me know what you think. So, uh,
1: all right. Yeah, there we go. Big one. All right, guys, we're going to head on over to uh, Send Us a Raven. We have a new a new origin story here from Lady Jade. Hi, guys. I wanted to jump in on the origin story at Bandwagon. It all started with my dad because he is a legend. This is the same guy who we talked about a while ago. Remember, got stabbed at that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, he sounds like a legend. Yeah, he does. Um he got me reading The Hobbit when I was a little kid and Lord of the Rings. I remember uh his books were completely tattered from around the time from the amount of times he read them. When I got uh to about fifteen, he told me about Harry Potter. I read all of them about five times. So when my dad suggested a program called Game of Thrones to watch, I didn't hesitate. I was hooked from the start and decided to read the books about two years ago. Christmas last year, I bought my dad all of the books, which he is slowly making his way through. Since The Song of Ice and Fire, I've read Night of Seven Kingdoms and couldn't agree with you more. It's my favorite. Hurry up, Winds (laughs) of Winter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that, that's awesome You know, it's a, the, the uh, role reversed there, didn't it? You know, yeah Now she's giving her dad, you know, yeah, uh, books just, to read and stuff That's super cool. awesome Lady
1: Jade, I just want to know Do you like The Hobbit more than Lord of the Rings, like Sir Ezra and I?
0: Yeah, good question Yeah Yeah, let us know <laughs> I'm just saying
1: I will go on record as saying The Hobbit is oh. better than Lord of the Rings It's the original Books It's the original The movies No, 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 are no, totally, no. we're talking books. Totally other the way around Yeah, exactly
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah yeah, glad you also read the uh, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. So good, mm-hmm. so great. So, yeah. Um, okay, continue to send those origin stories to us, and you can always send us a Raven at BTKcast uh, at You know, and we also follow Friday on uh, on
1: mm-hmm. Fridays, so yes. every Friday. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's kind of it for us this week. Um, mm-hmm. We want to thank you for playing the game Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter Twenty Eight, Catlin Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, If you like our podcast, don't forget to
0: subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com.
1: We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.